your daily afternoon exes with Tommy Rocker. It's another episode of your daily afternoon exes here with Tommy Rocker and in studio today because it's the first podcast back since this virus restriction bullshit has been lifted. Thank you everyone, thank you world. We have in studio with you know him as one half of the axe-slinging duo of either Atomic Riot or Espionage for his guitar skill or his ungodly skills in general, or just as a crazy rad lord all about town, Alex Road Rage Richmond. Yo, nah, that <laughs> intro was classic. Tommy, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You got to put the reboot Unreal. on. Unreal. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, this rules. This is great. Yeah, This is awesome. fantastic. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming in. That's all right. I was a big drive, but Baronia. It's the sacrifice makes it worth it, right? No, it was good, man. We, there we have beers. This room is fantastic. Um, Dan Murphy's just up the road. We're good. You know, you're set. Yeah. We're set? Yeah, we're set. set. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Away. And, and this is a very special episode because we actually have a guest. Sam. Hey. How are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. So, all the way from Woi Woi. The Woi Woi boys are the back Woy in Woy's. town. Yes. Oh. Fucking lock up your daughters. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Something like that. Right? <laughs> um, now, I want to kick this off, actually, by Sam. I owe you an apology, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> because I was, I'm not going to lie, drunk as fuck, but I had promised Alex that I would look out over Cassandra at some shows uh, while he was away, while you were away. And I came to see you guys do the Metallica uh, karaoke mm-hmm. night at Glow Valley. That's it. And I was standing by Cassandra and a guy comes over and puts his fucking arm around her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, get out of here, get out. You know, like slowly tried to push myself in. And uh, that was you. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, all fine. the intentions were fine. It's all good. That's, that's funny. Cass, Cass broke it up, so it was Yeah. Fine. <laughs> it was only after I realised, and Alex was like, oh, that's my mate. It's all good. And then I remembered, like, you were at, uh, was it Dan's birthday in Dan, Brunswick, yeah. Yeah. where we met, ah, we got those tattoos. Exactly, yeah. That's right. And yeah. then I was like, oh, what have I done? And the margarita towers. <laughs> the margarita tower. I made me see. Because Mr. Diabetes over here yeah. threw it all up. The worst diabetes. When we got back. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that's the source of his luck. I'm horrible at being a diabetic. Oh, jeez. Sugar. I love it. <laughs> Do everything Good at drinking. Terrible at sugar. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you got the sweetest too. <laughs> Man. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to kick that off. Apologize to you. First of all, soberly. That's all right. Um, <laughs> and we're going to sort of dive straight into it. We're not going to tiptoe around. How'd you guys meet? What's the backstory? Obviously, you're from the same town. Mm-hmm. Like, how old were you? How'd you get together? What happened? Oh, how, how old are we now? We're in our 30s now. So, um, we'd have to go back at least maybe 18 years. Yeah, I was thinking about it. At close least, to maybe longer, close yeah. to 20, yeah. Let's go back. Whoa. Um, I moved from Sydney because I was born in Sydney. Parents, you know, let's start a family. Let's move up to the coast. Yeah, right, bloody. It's good. Um, moved to Woi and then we met our mutual friend. I met him, I can't remember how, I don't remember how, well, I think I was in year two at the time, however old you are then. Lived around the corner or something? Yeah, from, yeah. lived around the corner, we started hanging out. He's actually the reason why I, played, why I picked the guitar up. Really? Yeah, so, Do you play? 
Oh, no, no, oh, our no, mutual no, mate. Our mutual mate. He's, oh. he's a left-handed guitar player. Okay. Blues guy. And I thought, oh, that, that sounds cool. And then he introduced me to Metallica, ACDC, yeah. all the good stuff. And then, you know, it's game over from there, really. Yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, and then Sam rocks up one night. I'm like, hey, this so guy's... His parents and my parents were friends when they were like our age and all that, all grew up on the coast kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I've known him practically my whole life. So I think it was like eight or nine when I went over to his house. Chublet yeah. was there, and you're gonna have to explain where that name came oh, from yeah. too, because Melbourne people don't tell know. us. Yeah, tell so, us. So um, Dylan's older brother Leon, he's got a mate named Alex as well, and his nickname was Chub. So Alex, I'm the, the little Alex. The little Alex. Chub, okay. But, and yeah. then literally, it's only since I've moved to Melbourne I've started calling him Alex. Yeah, again, that's weird as real weird. weird. Shit. <laughs> he's always been Chublet. So. Chublet. So yeah, we just met through a mutual mate, and um. We'd just, you know, big 10-year-olds, we'd just be doing fun, stupid shit. Very strange, and yeah. not much has changed. <laughs> no. <laughs> Still troublemakers. Yeah, yeah. Just, just great hairs or less hair. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> Seriously, that's it. Yeah, okay. So you guys pretty much grew up together yep. and know everything about each other. Pretty much. Pretty close to it, yeah. Yeah, right. So <clears throat> after, I guess, you starting guitar from mm-hmm. that encounter that you guys just talked about, how come you didn't get into music? Uh, I don't know. I love music, love listening to it, like Metallica, all those bands, Fleetwood Mac, love Fleetwood Mac, like all that stuff I do love, but it never really interests me in learning an interest, instrument. Yeah, I was okay. More, I love sports, like I was always more a sports person, I would spend my weekends playing sport or nights doing that. Just never really grew towards wanting to learn a guitar full on or an instrument. Not even drums. Not, not really, no. <laughs> the best one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you get to sit down while everyone else stands up. What's the? Where's the appeal in that? That's, Let's definitely, go. that's definitely one I would walk with. That's it. Don't have to stay. Less light on me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Great. So you guys grew up together, obviously, and then Alex... <clears throat> I'll come back to this point a little bit later, but sure. Alex moves to Melbourne, and then recently, like you're saying, you moved as well. Yep. Um... Your reasons for coming here? So mine was more... Like, I come here for work as well, like, Ben Sparky Tunnels, I wanted to do that stuff. Yep. But um, kind of just wanted to get away from the coast as well. Kind of spent your whole life there, always been there, so... There's only so much you can do up there. You hit a brick wall pretty quick. It's either you settle down too young or you fuck off. Yeah, it's the only two options. I feel ya. (laughs) That was it, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, I, <clears throat> I come from a place that sort of, like you just said, you settle down and you fuck off. Um, not a coastal town, but there's a lake there. That's all right. Close that counts. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be like bodies Same of shit, water. different smell. Same <laughs> shit. Oh, dude, the smell, I'm from Rotorua. So for those who don't know what that is. That it's sounds so Kiwi. Okay. <clears throat> it smells like someone took a shit everywhere. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and it's actually really bad because if you have equipment like this, it rusts inside oh, and you can hear it when you turn the knobs. It's... Wow. Yeah, wow. it's bad. Okay. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. So it came out of there. Back to you guys. Uh, so I can relate on that yeah, yeah, point yeah. of like mm-hmm. a small town, not many prospects, all that sure. sort of thing. You know, you need to take that next step. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but <clears throat> growing up, you sort of know that in the back of your mind as well. So you prepare yourself mentally that there's a day where I have to leave all of this behind. Oh, yeah. 100%. Is oh, that yeah. how you guys feel too? Uh, mine wasn't until I first came down here 
when I first came down here and had the nights out and whatnot, the tunes, and I just knew, yeah. get your ass down here, get your ass down here. Woi Woi's, you know, what are you going to do? You're in that wall. Sydney, uh, the, I've done Sydney. Nah, sorry, mate. That's just... <laughs> no thanks. That's good, but it just... Like, Melbourne shits on Sydney from such a height that you'd think God's shitting on Sydney. <laughs> yeah, right. I know, I've only been to Sydney uh, twice, and it's probably not a good analogy, but it reminds me of Auckland a lot. Yeah. Melbourne reminds me of Wellington. <clears throat> Wellington being a lot more uh, artsy and cultural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Auckland being a lot more yeah. business-oriented. 100%, that's it. Yeah, and very stiff. Yeah, 100%. Even the people like there's they're too fast forward. There's just you know one pace like relax, calm your flaps. It's serious. <laughs> it's, and that's just not for me. Yeah, not for me anymore. That's fair. So, what point was that when you decided that nah, fuck this, I'm going to Melbourne? Ah, oh, so just it was hundred percent music. It was a full music commitment, and um, Sydney was just. I mean, you can't play anywhere on the coast. I mean, you can, but not. You know, if, exactly. If you want to, if you're doing the cover band thing, sure, the Central Coast is fine. But um, Sydney, the scene, the scene was just dying. It was just slowly dying. And then, you know, there's one venue which basically kept the whole thing afloat, but you can only play there. I was just sick of playing there all the time, all the time, all the time. I got over it. Yeah. And then, um, and I mean, when I moved to Melbourne, like that, you know, I mean, we've kind of done a similar thing here where it's, it feels like it's slowly dying, but I mean, when I moved here, like this was when like the ESB was in full swing, yeah. Cherry was in full swing, <laughs> yeah. shit was just bananas. It was fantastic. Yeah. And this is what twenty fourteen. Uh yeah, end of twenty fourteen. Yeah. Okay. It was great. It was fantastic back then. Yeah. It, it Don't we makes... miss the good old days? <laughs> Don't we miss it? Oh, we'll be diving into those. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Talking about stories and all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know what you're saying and um, a lot of those places you mentioned and other places are not, e- either if they're, clo- they're closed yeah, yeah, yeah. or if they're open, they're not what they were. Oh like yeah, before. it just seems like, anyway, we'll get there, we'll get there. We'll get There's there, There's lots yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah, so you decide, okay, I'm coming to Melbourne after having been here a couple of times, I'm yeah, assuming, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. witnessing firsthand yeah. what it was like, going, fuck, I'm not going to miss out on this chance. Exactly. You know, because... <clears throat> It feels like, this is for me anyway, when I came here, um, I th- my eyes were opened immediately to the possibilities. And I know that we've talked about this from you having been to the States and everything mm-hmm. like that, that you said here is happening really, really well. Yeah. Um, and that's something that, you know, the more you dive into the scene, you make the connections, the contacts, the network expands, you go, fuck me. Yeah. I've got to be here. That's it. Yeah. And it's, it's exciting, it's driving, it's motivational, it's, you know. And people forget, or either they forget or they weren't aware of how good they actually have it here. Oh, when 100%. they moan and bitch about it. Because there are a lot of people, you know, especially in this city. Australia, in particular, is a hard market. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Melbourneites, sorry, Melbournians, whatever mm-hmm. the fucking term is, are particularly critical of original yeah. music. Oh, 100%. But that's because, you know, when we first moved, like, competition was wild. Yeah. Oh, even then, like, I wouldn't... I don't want to use the word competition because in, uh, it's just hard because being from Sydney, we all had to hold hands or otherwise we had nothing. Yeah. We all loved each other. But you know, I found it a bit high schoolish when I first moved. So high schoolish. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
In what way? Ah, oh, just everyone's whinging about this person, complaining about this venue. They're, they're just, come settle the fuck down and like enjoy what you have because it's just 10, ten notches above yeah. what everyone else has, you know? Yeah. There's definitely Basically what you a, were saying before. There's definitely a vibe of yeah. having a sickle mm-hmm. and fucking trying to cut someone's legs out. Exactly. And, you know, and like you said, holding, <clears throat> staying together, holding hands is... Yeah, because otherwise we have nothing. And so, I think people are realizing that now. Oh, I agree. That's slowly, yeah. slowly coming to that, which is, which, you know, it's great. I love it. Yeah. Unity, you know? Yeah. Unity. Like Lady Gaga's new album, I'm going to unify the world. <laughs> that will. Well, no, that didn't work. Yeah. No. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. I don't listen to that stuff, so I can't judge. <laughs> I can't judge. Fair enough. Um, so I want to take a little bit of a step back before mm-hmm. the melbourne thing because i do sure. want to come back and yeah there's really about into that. 15 years in between there's about 15 years so as a kid obviously you got into guitar after teeing up with sam and <clears throat> dylan and yep. stuff like that and other alex how'd you get into how'd you get into guitar yeah what made you start and what was the point where you decided i actually want to seriously pursue this mm-hmm. and it's not just a hobby where was the line and how did you distinguish that sure um Obviously through Dylan, he's a left-handed guitar player as well. And like, I don't play left-handed because I actually am left-handed. Just a um, bit of information, pointless information there. Um, <laughs> you just, when you're young, you absorb things a lot easier. So when I picked it up, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like, it's just, I didn't really have any goals for it. I just enjoyed it. It was just pure enjoyment. And then you'd hear a song, you're like, that's great, I'll learn it that's great, I'll learn it. And it was just a roller coaster of just learning songs. Like at that point, I didn't know what I was playing. It's just, you know, there's this bit of wood with a bit of wires on it. And it just it just felt good. Yeah. So I just practice on it, make up. Like this is where, I don't know, I'd argue that's where you get your own sound. When you're, from when you're younger, trialing and erring all these different sounds, all this different, you know, you just have a crack at it. You know, it works, it works. If it sounds good, it sounds good. If it doesn't, keep trying until it sounds good. Yep. I think that's where we get our individuality on the instrument from starting off young, figuring it out yourself. Yeah, sure. Because that builds you and sculpts you into who you're going to become later. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a massive thing. Yeah. So, you know, and on that note, influences obviously. You mentioned Metallica. I know we've talked about Kirk being important to you despite what other people say. Oh, yeah, people, I get it. I get why people give him shit, but, you know, he's in a Metallica, so. You know, you. and you're in your bedroom <laughs> yeah. that's, that's all it is really and that's what I keep saying like look up to your heroes don't be them but you know remember what they did like <laughs> that's about it really yeah don't, right. don't try to be them just you know remember them yeah and hopefully that they leave an impression on you that you can take and make your own exactly. unique that's thing. it that's it 100%. someone told me years ago you know if you try to copy someone too much the the options are it's really two things yeah either i can see the second rate version of this guy or i can just go watch the real thing exactly why well, do you want to be that exactly you know deep look at that look at that look at that like i know i'm a fucking crazy psycho but no, i do have some right. heart no, that's all right. <laughs> we gotta dig but you know you get there yeah it's good so, so yeah that's 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 how i was really just enjoyed it no other motivation than it was a lot of fun. Yeah. And it wasn't until maybe the end of high school, I'm like, shit, this is, you know, I want to take this a bit further because it's pure enjoyment. So by then I'd 
I was very one-minded, like with like, you know, rock and roll, heavy metal, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, and, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's it. I didn't really have a mind for much else. So, um, and, but that was until I went to uni in Sydney. And to study what? Music. I did not know this. Yeah. Okay. Bit of paper on the wall, mate. Yeah. Did you pass? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had no idea. No, yeah. I had, it sounds dumb, but yeah. Mm. Okay, so yeah. you then studied music. There's a degree on the wall. Fuck me. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I don't okay. know, man. I don't, a few people might know that, but look, it doesn't really... It's just a piece of paper, mate. Yeah. So I went there. I just wanted to build my knowledge on creating different sounds. That was it. And But being able to know how to make different sounds. Yep. And not just like tones or sounds or whatnot, but I mean like... Why it was happening. How to do this. How yep. to create this. You know... Just nut hard into theory. That was really what I wanted to do, and yeah. Did it benefit you? Oh, hundred percent. You know, if you hear this sound in your head, I can. This that's this sound. Why is it this sound? Like you just you can break it apart. Yeah. I really wanted to be able to do that, and it really helps with songwriting and all this other stuff. But then eventually, you have this break the rules idea when it comes to writing or following scales or blah blah blah. You just how so. Oh, you making the wrong note sound right. That's something I've always chucked into my playing. Okay. Grabbing a note that just shouldn't be there and making it work. Right. That's, I, I'm all over that. I Is love that, that. Yep. Um, present in some of your recordings you've done? Um, like if I was to go through, say, an Atomic Riot. Uh, I think with the newer, catalog or... with the newer Atomic Riot, 100%. With yep. the first EP that we did, it was more just balls out rock and roll balls out technique um but still trying to make it melodic yeah and that's a tough thing that's a tough thing to do in our genres you know yeah so um, um yeah be, be flash but be tasteful yeah you know like an exotic piece of cheese be tash be flash and be tasteful yeah i don't eat cheese but that's, i can see you start you <laughs> i can't my body says no oh does it yeah. does it come out come out too early doesn't comes out two holes Ooh. and they ain't good <laughs> yeah jeez please yeah, yeah. okay so <clears throat> with like what you're just saying you know discovering stuff making it sound right and applying it to the bigger picture let's say the songwriting sure. process how i gotta be very careful how it worded um i guess the best way to say it is you're obviously a guy who has great capable skill on a guitar. How do you decide where the line is between, okay, I'm going to show my skills mm -hmm. like crazy and I'm going to play to what the piece of music requires. Oh, yeah, that's where a, do you draw that line? How a, do you cross it? How do you blend it? It's such a tough line. Like in the studio, you're just the atmosphere. You're just so stripped back yep. that it's, you're more relaxed. You're more capable of um, really digging into where you need to go but it's just now you know you, you play live all the time it's when you're doing your thing the adrenaline just takes you over you just want to rip you just want to roll yeah it's just oh, it's, it's tough you know if solo time comes during the set you let rip absolutely let rip but um in terms of the song i mean it's just it's kind of instinct in yeah. a way knowing what to do and i mean you can't really teach that everyone's got their own different method everyone's got their own thing um it's just, if it feels right to you, then that's all that really should matter. You don't need anyone else telling you it's wrong or yeah. anything like that. They can just get fucked. Yep. 
And so. if people appreciate it, they do. If they exactly. Don't, that's fine if, too. If don't, I mean, it's planet Earth. You can't please everyone. That's life. Yeah. It's just, it is what it is. That's right, man. If you go in there with the mindset thinking you can please everyone, no. you're going to be severely disappointed. Exactly. What is it? You, <clears throat> you should go in knowing you can't please everyone, but you can sure as fuck try to. Yeah, well, that's it. <laughs> And at least, you know, you tried. That's all that matters. You restrict yourself if you try to please everyone. Yep. Yeah, well, that's it. Just be yourself and whoever loves you, loves you. Yep. Really. Like Absolutely. I, I love to play fast. I I dig it. I love it. But um, look, there's a time and a place. And I mean, I guess with, with all my lead playing and solos on the tracks, I mean, that's what felt right at the time. Yep. I might not feel that way now being, you know, a couple of years later, but. It's a time shot of that yeah, Exactly. Time. Exactly right. Like it's a snapshot of where you were, who you were yeah. as a guitar player. And everything like everything changes, everything evolves. Our ears are changing, we're all getting older, you know, it's it changes. Yeah. It'll always change. Yep. And changes well, you can't change that. No. Can't change change. <laughs> That's <laughs> for, it, man. For lack of a yeah. better term. Mm. Alright, so you go to university, you say, Okay, I'm gonna study music, get my <clears throat> degree. Yeah. Do that. What do you decide to do next? Obviously, we know what the answer is, but how how did you come there to that was decision? A gap. There was a gap between uni and Melbourne. I think there was a good couple of years. What did you do? So I was in a band, Smoke and Mirrors. Is this the one that opened for Bon Jovi? No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, Smoke and Mirrors. You know McKinnon, Coleman, Emmy no. Mac, Mac Coleman. No, there um, few few fellas around here know that knew that uh, bloody know that crew. So um, we just slogged it around Sydney, Central Coast. We know we. Just basically what everyone does here. You know, you tour the country, release some music. See how it but, goes. Um, yeah, and you see how it goes. But just it wasn't... It just got to a point where it just wasn't feeling good just being stuck in Sydney, being a Sydney band. Yeah. It's 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 tough. I mean... Did you guys come play here? Yeah, yeah, we came. We played here a fair bit and I fell in love with the place. Yeah. I, like, you know, gear up, we're going to Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> Every time. Or gear up, we're going to Adelaide. Uh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just oh we're going to brisbane oh yeah right yeah the it's, heat Ooh. yeah oh we're playing canberra oh beautiful you know yeah <laughs> so so some connotations that were quite positive started oh, developing oh 100 percent. it was just in the back of my head it just something's just going move there move there move there move there move there yeah. and then <laughs> that was awesome it took a few years but oh, yeah literally packed my life into my van left yeah what was that day like? Uh, it was. I was that excited that I couldn't wait till the next morning. I left at 11.30 at night. Really? Yep. I was so excited. Wow. So it's just a mattress in the back of the van. Yeah. Bit of guitar gear and a suitcase of clothes. That was it. Didn't know where you were going to live, nothing? Oh, I think I've got a lot of um, ash to thank for <laughs> that. Good guy. He's been, yeah, he's, he's taken me in. He's a good he's dude. He's been a good dude. So you mm. literally packed up your life into a car, said, I'm out of here, yep. and pinned it mm -hmm. to Melbourne. That's it. Wow. And that's when you learn. Like you, That's when you do best, is when in anything of life, when you get thrown into the deep end, that's when you come out a winner. You know? Yep. That's it. Can't agree more. What does Dylan always say? If you take a mouthful and... What is it? Take, oh, I can't remember what he said. He always tells me, um, if you chew too much... Then chew the shit out of it. <laughs> I can't remember what he says. That's he's, awesome. He's going to listen to this and correct me. That's for sure. Wow. And experiences like that obviously have a huge 
play a huge role in building who you become, yeah, the type yeah, yeah. of person you become, and all that sort of thing. And that's it. You learn. Everyone just learns best yeah. when they're put in a hard situation. Yep, and it's sink or swim. Exactly. Yeah. No one I, wants uh, to sink. What? No one wants to bloody sink. No, of course yeah. not. And you'll do anything it takes to exactly. survive. And it's and just you know, it's like there's a fire under your ass. Yep. You know, do something about it or get burnt. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, this is just from talking to other people who haven't done things like what we've done. Mm. A lot of people say, oh, how could you do that? Well, weren't you afraid? All that sort of thing. Part of it is you don't eat, first of all, you don't let that be an option. Yeah, that's and just secondary. Yeah. You just, you go, okay, this is really happening. This is reality. I'm either going to fuck myself royally yeah, yeah, yeah. or I'm going to fucking win and push Well, it would have been tougher for you, mate. It's like, you know, if, if things fell to shit for me here, I could just drive back home. A bit different for you, mate. Yeah, I can't swim home. <laughs> <laughs> back on the boat for you, mate. Yeah. No, that was a, that was a big day. Yeah. You know, the day I left, my dad didn't even believe I was leaving until really. I was actually going out the door. <laughs> He's like, are you actually doing it? I said, yeah. <laughs> Classic. Yeah hard times so you get to melbourne mm -hmm. you, you've decided you know i'm doing it you pack the car up drive yep. here ready to start life yeah you know really That's excited it. about that next chapter mm -hmm. what happens well basically i took a month off working off just to get a headspace of you know shit i'm here this rules i love it here um first thing i did i gave drew a call drew sir gave him a ring How'd you know him? Uh, just, I didn't know many people. I knew Drew, Ash, and Jared Medwin. They were the only three people in Melbourne I knew. So I give Drew a ring. I'm like, I want to put a band together. What are you doing? Uh, just in my garage, mate. What are you doing? I'm coming over. We're going to start jamming. Okay, cool. Had some beers. Sat in his garage. Um, and he showed me, which is now the first couple of Atomic Right songs. So that was... Which songs are they out of curiosity? Uh, Ace Up My Sleeve and yeah, Whiskey okay. Business. Whiskey they business. were the first two, which were just done in the garage of his place. And he's got like, yeah, that's you know, a little bed set up there and a few little amps and we're just noodling along. It was, it was good fun. That was okay. great. And then, yeah, at the end of that day, we decided, look, fuck it, we're doing this. Who else do we know? Was it one of those undeniable things that like what you're doing is really... You, you want to see it go further? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or not just like, oh, no, this was, was kind of cool. No, no, we just... We just have one of those fuck it moments. Let's just do it. Let's yeah. uh, have a crack. And then um, I think it was like a week later, we're at Hydra Studios when we had, um, I think, his mate Tim on drums. We didn't have anyone on bass and we just put ads out. And then I was just in the room, just, you know, having a bit of a noodle, waiting for singers to rock up. And then I asked Drew, oh, who's coming in today? He's like, oh, this guy named Ash. And at the back of my mind, I thought, oh, get fucked. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Ash kicks the door in and goes, rock and roll to the top of his freaking lungs. <laughs> Done. He didn't even have to sing. That was it. He had it. He had the Hilarious. Job oh, yeah. He just, it was amazing. And yeah, you know, he's, he's the best. He's the best front man. He's just, he makes everyone smile. He just doesn't, he just has that charismatic personality. Yeah. You know? Very, um, very likable guy. Yeah. Very. 100%. Approachable. Very, um, he just wants, everyone just has to be having a good time. Yeah. That's it. It's all yeah. fun. It's all, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just reminiscing on that moment. Yeah, no, please do. Fantastic. 
So it's you, Ash, and Drew, and yep. Tim. I don't yes. think I ever met Tim. Um, he was his, uh, Drew's drummer mate. And he was he did Atomic Rights' first ever show. But we weren't called Atomic Rights back then. You called Memphis Bell, right? I he remember did, that. Yeah, he did that first show with us. But um I think but I believe at the time Ash and Tommy were hanging out. Really great mates. And then um Ash was just yeah, Tommy, join the band. Tommy joined the band. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you did? know Tommy. Yeah, so we did. <laughs> yeah. So we did. And then it was the five of us. We put on that first show just to, you know, you, you test the waters with these things. You got to make sure these things work in a live setting. And when you did that first show, what was the consensus? Oh, it was fantastic. It just, it felt good. It felt right. But we knew that Tim, his other mate, like he was just going to be the fill-in. Yeah, okay. We knew that. So, um, but even then it was electric. It was fun. It was, we did, I don't know, it just a gel. It's just a good gel. Yeah. So, um, felt the chemistry oh, happening. That was great. You know, how good is that feeling? Like when you're on stage playing, yeah, and there's yeah. a magical mm. fucking energy or whatever you want to call it that goes because all of us have our own different things. Like, that's one thing we can I can say about the Atomic Riot Boys. It's, um, there are five completely different, unique personalities going on at the same time, but still as one unit. Yep. That's just, yeah, no, we love that. That's fantastic. That's like, amazing. Drew's smiley Drew. Tommy's the party boy. Ash, you know, don't need to say. Everyone just knows everything. That's, um, and then, yeah, so we were just slogging it out. Eventually we got, uh, so Tim eventually obviously stepped down. Yep. And then we got another bloke from Tassie called Ben. He filled in. He did, he would have, I think he stuck out with us for a fair bit. Um, just as we we're slogging around Melbourne talking all that stuff but then then he stepped down and then we got Matt Evans in yeah god and that was when that was when the party began I was gonna that say that was when the party began um I remember when we were recording the Scarlet album uh Mitchell was talking about someone called Tim mm-hmm. and then I didn't know about this Ben guy yeah but obviously Matt Evans I knew about oh yeah because yeah. he was fucking late that time remember we were playing with you guys and um, he was supplying the drum set and we were about to go on. I'm like, dude, where's the drums? And he turned up and the fucking kick drum had a hole in it. I was like, no. When was that? That was at Cherry Bar. Yeah. Righto. Awesome guy. <laughs> fucking love oh, him. great dude. Like, great Best. dude. He recently organized. Best haircuts in Melbourne. Yep. Best haircuts There's in Melbourne. There's a plug for you. Matt mm-hmm. Evans. If you need a haircut, go see him. He's a genius. He's a genius. And he's an awesome guy. He's a good, he's a good guy. Uh, so then Matt joins. Yeah, Matt joins, and um, what do we do? Yeah, still slogging it out. And I remember we road trip to Sydney in my little Subi. So I think I think Tommy might have flown, but there's me, Drew, Ash, and Matt just sitting in the car. Blah blah. It was that was a wild trip. Beers in the back. You know, you know what it's like with road trip with the boys. The yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it's just good to go. Like, that's why I mean, I do love playing Sydney just because I get to go home and. You know, the home the home crew come to all the shows, catch up, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, then we drove back. I think it was a trip back where we uh, Matt was in the front seat, passed out asleep. And we just <laughs> covered him in rubbish. Like rubbish, like head to toe. He woke up in a mountain of it. So that's that's where he got the nickname Binlap. Oh, I don't know really if you heard, heard that, that one. For, yeah, old mate Binlap. I'm just going to start calling yeah, him Binlap. Mm. Well, that's what happens, man. Rules of the road. That's if it. you pass out, people can fuck with you. That's it. That's the deal. And there was like, you know, Macca's juice all over him. It was, it was fantastic, <laughs> man. But yeah, that drive sucks. 
That's a horrible It's drive. like eight, nine hours, isn't it? Uh, was it? Yeah, about nine, nine and yeah. a half. Because it's, what, ten back to where we are, I believe. Yeah, just over ten. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, when Matt comes to you and says, I don't want to do... Stepping down, boys. I'm stepping down, stepping I don't want to do this. What do you do? Um, I think we had like a month or two break, I think. Because we'd been asking Nick since Matt left, join, join. And it's like, oh, I don't know if I want to. No, 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 no. But we got him eventually. And he's a monster drummer. He's Holy great. shit. Yeah. He's a, he's yeah. A cool, he's a cool guy. He's a, yeah. I can't, I have no words for how good his drumming is. <laughs> I have no words. Every time he's in the studio and I'm watching him drum, my jaw is just dropped. Yeah. He's just, uh, yeah, I'm lost for words now. I think about, I think about it and just, when you hear the drumming on the new album, it's, yeah, you'll you know what I mean. Okay, it's cool. fantastic. I, Shit. Yeah, I I've already got a very. Mm. I know uh, that he's an awesome drummer. Yeah, I remember seeing him for the first time with Killshot. Oh, yeah, and of course, of course. I, him I and was Tommy at back Cherry in the day. Bar, and when he looked like Sinister Gates. Yes, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. I was like, hey, Sinister Gates, and then anyway, he was at the bar getting a drink when I said hi and stuff, and then um, that's where I met him, but. We've had really good talks about drumming mm-hmm. just on its own yeah, yeah, yeah. since then and some of the stuff that, you know, he he pulls out, especially live, you know, when he <clears throat> when he says, you know, oh, I've got this new thing, I'm going to try tonight on the pedals or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Have a look. And the dude's a machine. Oh, he's a gun. Yeah. Absolute gun. No, we're lucky to have him. We're lucky to yeah. have him. So, um, yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> oh, I think there's just... We've all got an itch that needs scratching right now because none of us have gigged for months, so... Yeah, and it's time to get out there and start getting that... Yeah, so, it's, you know, the, the fire's starting to light under everyone's ass again, I think. It's like it's if you been... don't come in ages and you get oh. horny as fuck. Well, if, you, if there's a metaphor for the music scene for that, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> oh, I've <got> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. So you guys, obviously, Nick... Sunset, you, Drew, mm-hmm. and Ash are pretty much like the core yeah. lineup. Everyone sort of knows yeah. that band. Yeah, um, that's it. Oh, I mean, everyone does know about Matt and his contribution. Absolutely, because he's he's just a like, he's a lovable dude. He's no, great. You can't not like Matt. You know, he's awesome. I don't, I don't remember. I don't recall meeting Matt or where it was. Mm. It's probably at one of your shows. Yeah, yeah. But nicest dude. Great dude. Um, awesome tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very cool tattoos. Um, and yeah, like like Alex mentioned, he's a hairdresser. So oh, if you need greatest. a haircut, fucking go see Matt. Greatest And haircut. he will hook you up. <laughs> greatest hairdresser. So you go <laughs> so you guys start doing Atomic Riot and all that, obviously you you gain, you know, what is undeniably a Melbourne cult following of fans and shit well, like that. Maybe, You're known as a fucking maybe. staple hard rock band. In this city, in our circles. So what I sort of relate this to is, what would this be, 2015? Yeah. Uh, to, what, when we started? When you start really yeah. getting a name for yourself. Oh, maybe late 2015. Yeah, okay. And when was the show with the pyro? Oh, that was Cherry, yeah. We just, we had that attitude where it's just like, you just go all out. I mean, people are paying good money to see you. Yeah. Give them their money's worth, mate. Yeah. You know, make sure people leave talking about it. Yep. So I think Tommy knew, I can't remember, God, I can't remember names for the life of me, but um, 
Yeah, so Tommy had this pedal in front of him. He just stepped on it whenever he... The fire to... It was great. Did singes here? Uh, or was it you that got your hair singed? Oh, no, that was with the, when I lit my guitar on fire. Oh. With the deodorant. Yeah, I singed down <laughs> in front of my hair. It stung. That's awesome. That's so rock. Yeah, well... I mean, there's so many things I could go on about, you know, the whole live show and what yeah. needs to happen. And, uh, it's just... Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there, mate. So in terms of what's important to you in a live show, I'll tell you a quick story. Yep. I had a friend who, from high school in New Zealand, he was over in Melbourne for a, I don't know what they call it, like an internet gaming party, okay. like competition thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was staying at my place. I said, dude, let's go out. I'll show you like what it's really like. And <clears throat> Tom McRite was playing at Cherry Bar. I said, oh, you got to see this band. Fucking jump, got pissed, jumped in a taxi straight to the city. And um, I, I can't remember who was drumming, actually. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter because all your drummers are fucking great. So cheers. There you go. Cheers. Um, so he came, he saw you guys play. He was, because we... We didn't have anything like that from where we're from. Mm-hmm. Like, it's only reggae bands, R&B, and dub. Okay. And ska. You know, which is fine, but in, if that's yeah. all there is, you get sick of it. Yeah, you know? too much build-up of energy, mate, that doesn't get released. Build-up of energy. It's like blue balls, but musically. <laughs> oh, you found your metaphor. <laughs> there you go. Blue balls. Um, so anyway, Alex comes, sees the show, goes, that band was fucking awesome, you know, gets photos, all that sort of thing. And one thing he said to me that something I've always been aware of, mm-hmm. but seeing you guys, because I, I'm not saying no one does it, but I can't really think of many bands who do do it where the live show and the aspect of crowd integration and interaction is such an important mm. feature. You guys obviously do that with whiskey business, for example, yeah, yeah, passing yeah. around the alcohol. You fucking sitting on Ash's shoulders playing guitar yeah, and he walks yeah, yeah. through the crowd. So my question is, where did the idea come from where you said, we've got to be that live band and do this sort of stuff that no one thinks about and that we can leave the audience talking about it for fucking weeks to come? All right, it's going to be a very honest answer. Straight up. It's just Ash's personality. He's not even trying. He's not even saying, let's do this, let's do this. He's just being himself. So all that just happened on in the spot? Yeah. It wasn't planned? It wasn't planned. That's just Ash. Wow. Oh, I mean, yeah, because Ash, he, he used to, you know, he works all the bars, so he'll just get a bottle of whatever, hide it behind the drum kit. It's like, all right, we're going to, you know, it's whiskey business. you got to blah, blah, blah. So he, he obviously came up with that idea. I think the shoulders thing came because I just got my new guitar wireless that oh, one of the nights. I can't remember for the life of me when or where it was but um he's like rage get on that guy's shoulders okay that was it just did it and you guys are the kind of guys sorry <clears throat> you guys are the kind of guys who will just say yeah i'm doing it yeah well that's a lot of that comes from tommy yeah because yeah and you can I all can see that, that right if you say tommy <laughs> you won't do this that's the secret you won't do this tommy you won't do this you tell that guy to not do something yeah. he's going to do the opposite exactly and yeah. i'm sure you all know him well enough to uh he won't say no to anything <laughs> i was on a plane with him oh how much fun is it being on a plane with him <laughs> oh my god we were going from melbourne to sydney to do the um purple plush revolver shows oh sick with yep. dell mm-hmm. and Casolini. 
And Dell and Casolini were on a different flight. Me and him were together on this one flight. And um, we hopped on the plane. I'd just ripped my fucking toenail off like the day Ooh, before. And I was walking around Sydney carrying yeah. all this shit. Like I was in pain. I said, I need to have a drink. And then the air hostess comes along. She's like, oh, <laughs> what do you guys want? And I say, oh, can I get two beers? She goes, yeah, fine. Gives us two beers. Yeah. And then... Um, Tommy's like, oh, where are you going? Like that. And she goes, what do you mean? And he said, oh, I want two beers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In his innocent little voice. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's Tommy. <clears throat> she refused the service. She's like, I'll come back if you drink beers. But she didn't. Good so anyway. Yeah, awesome guy. Yeah. Um, He's so much fun to be on a plane with. <laughs> so much fun. Or share a plane story. Um, uh, we had, I think we went down to Tassie. Yeah. For Tabra's album launch. Um, Ash and Drew... I think Drew... Because Drew's from Tassie, so he went down a day before to... Is catch, he? Yeah, he's a Tassie boy. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, he went down a bit earlier to catch up with a few people. So, me, Nick, and Tommy, I believe it was about... Well, it would have been about 8 a.m. First thing we do is hit up... You know the Irish bar at Melbourne Airport? Yes. Yeah, so we were there at 8 a.m. Just started drinking. It was great. Catching <laughs> up. You know, this is going to be sick. Anyway, finally we get on the plane. So it's three of us in a row. And then, um, you know, air hostesses are doing that safety thing. And, and then the whole plane is silent. And then you hear passengers prepare to disarm door. And then Tommy yells out, how dare you disarm door? <laughs> the whole plane is in stitches. <laughs> and then you hear in the middle of the flight, I am arm door. Oh, jeez. And we'll yeah, smash and CC and dries the whole way. I mean, it's only a short flight, but um, yeah. oh, it was fantastic. He's just a funny bastard. And then when we land, passengers prepare to disarm door. How dare you disarm door? <laughs> and the laughter. Oh, everyone's again. pissing themselves laughing. Anyway, we get off. We get our hire car. No shit. Five minutes into the drive, I'm pulled over for speeding. Were you? Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Five minutes just on the road. But yeah, because I had the, um, back then I had the New South Wales license and I didn't want to um, do all the paperwork. So they let me off with a warning, which is nice. Yeah. Nice. But yeah, five minutes in, pulled over. Who'd have thought? Stop speeding. Yeah, sure. Stop breaking the law. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a great gig as well. That was fun. It's always fun going interstate with the boys. Oh, of course. Interstate with the boys. Speaking of which. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Mate, I'm going to fucking pull out all the guns. Yeah. So, we'll backtrack a little bit. Yeah, sure. First of all, I want to know, what did you think about Atomic Right when you first heard him? When oh. did you first? Yeah, when was it? Was Where it were you? What did you think? You were on the coast and you... Oh, I was in Sydney. No, no, no. no. The first time I heard of Tom McGrath was over his phone. Because I didn't go see him until like probably, I think, two years ago, two and a half, maybe three years ago was the first time I saw him. Yeah, okay. So, I didn't come down to Melbourne too often when it first, like 2015, 16, I didn't come in. I think the first time I came in was then like, 2018, the yeah. CDL cover for the first time. Um, yeah, first time I heard him would have been in the baby pub, drinking beers, and he's like, oh, I'm in this new band. I'm like, oh, yeah. when he played, and he just played him, yeah. That was it. What did you think? I dig, I like. Yeah. Like, as a fan of music. Uh, I just like music, yeah. Like, I'm not really a genre person, don't mind any type of genre. I listen to anything, girl pop. Guys, but I don't if it's shit. good, it's good. It's good. It's got a good beat. It's got a good rhythm. I, 
I like it. So, but no, really deep. Ash's voice is incredible. Like, <laughs> you can't beat it. But no, it's they shred. It's very good. Yeah. A bit well, of fun. This is fun. Fun on stage. That's it. Yep. And it, when it comes from that place of honesty and <clears throat> love, and not for fucking money or oh, there's not a or serious bone in our bodies. Mm. You know. You can hear it in the music, oh, I reckon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I fucking know. <laughs> you can hear it in the music, though, just the fun Absolutely. they, 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 they have, though. That. Like, they just... Yep. You can hear it when people are just having fun doing what they love compared to someone who's only doing it to make money. Like, I sure. think there's a definitely... Uh, oh, I mean, don't make money. <laughs> no one makes money in this bloody industry, so it's, <laughs> it's all a labour of love, let's be honest. Yeah. yeah. But the thing... But, it, like, you know, being on a labour of love... It's even not a labor because you love yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's it. It's a love 100%. of love. That's why we drive into the city on a Friday afternoon with all our gear in Melbourne peak hour shitty traffic. Good on you street. God damn. Try to find a loading That's not as bad, though. I mean, coming from Sydney, like driving into Sydney City oh, every worst. couple of weeks, that was bloody crikey. I was shocking. Sydney roads are horrible. Mm-hmm. Ten times worse. They're like spaghetti. Oh, Another you... reason why. Yeah, exactly. And if you miss your turn, you're fucked. you got to, like, Battle the whole exactly. It's a pain in the ass. Twenty minute detour. Yeah. Bullshit back there. Yeah, I um that that's actually another good reason why Auckland's like Sydney because it's <laughs> like the roads are that. Yeah, Mr. Squiggle. Yeah. Crikey. You know, whereas Melbourne, I think, and Christchurch were designed by the same guy. What that's oh, really gridded. Uh, Makes fucking sense, doesn't it? History one hundred and one. History one hundred and one. Yeah, that's I should sick. have been a history teacher. I should have been. That's <laughs> rad. So. Coming back to Tomic Wright days. Yep. Um, and I do have to ask you, because maybe you know, I don't know the answer to this. Mm-hmm. Where where did we meet? <laughs> I actually don't remember. It might have even been Hydra. I actually don't remember. It could have been. When you guys been. were Memphis Belt. It could have um, When you guys were rehearsing or something. Yeah. I'm just trying to think where I first heard Atomic Riot. Or like, Honestly, man, I wish I could remember. I know I first heard about it when you guys were at Hydra. Yeah, because... Because um, Mitch was friends with Drew. Yeah, yeah, surely. Um, we used to rehearse out there a lot because um, Maddie was out that way, so we'd uh, take it in turns. Right. Going from um, Brunswick to... What's that studio in Brunswick? I can't remember. Me and Ash used to live right next to it. Anyway, um, we'd take turns from there out to Hydra. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I remember seeing you guys and then, um, yeah, he- sorry, hearing of you guys, then seeing you guys play and then we sort of Scarlet and Atomic Riot. <laughs> yeah, I know where this is going. I'm fucking going down that road. Started developing, a, I don't know, what's the word? A camaraderie. Camaraderie. A brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And um, we played a lot of shows together, you know. So yeah. Got to know each they other. They were great. They were great shows, mate. Fucking awesome shows. Good turnouts, good crowds. I think because our genres crossed. Yeah, they crossed bit. well. Exactly right. Like, I think we each covered a separate thing, but we met in the yes. middle, and that makes the magic. And I would even throw part of Dangerous Curves in there, too. Oh, I love those boys. Through. I love those boys. Yeah. How good is their album? So good. Their album rules. Yeah. I actually it. heard some of the um, stuff from the new one. Oh, yeah? It's really good. Fantastic. Like, so if you're good. a fan of Dangerous Curves, you won't be disappointed. The boys have lived up to... The boys? The boys! 
Fuck, that guy, Kim. What a wild, oh, I know. What a wild guy. What a voice. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I sort of think of it like us three bands doing the hard rock yeah. thing, you know. And, and I think a lot of people would agree with that or recognize mm-hmm. that. Uh, we got to do some awesome shows together. We even went and played Adelaide. Um, and that show... That was awesome. I think it's safest to say it was probably the loosest <laughs> night in, like, probably the band's history. Yeah? Night. Oh, yeah. Because I remember we walked in. I mean, I think because we would have driven up separately. But yeah, I think yeah. we all had the same accommodation. Yeah, at the uh, hotel oh, place. I can't yeah, some hotel there, but walking yeah. distance from the uh, gig. Yeah. And we rock up and, you know, I'll catch you. Yeah, bloody hell, it was a trip. It was bloody good. And then we get given these gold wristbands. And keep, keep in mind, this is about... 3.30, 4pm. Yeah. <laughs> Given these gold wristbands. I'm like, oh, what's, what's, what's the gold wristbands for? And then, I don't know who it was, but this, this is like purely famous last words. Yeah. Unlimited drinks all night. Oh my God, you should have seen the eyes on everyone light up. Come six o'clock, we're all pissed. Yeah. Everyone was pissed. And I think Soundcheck was at like seven. I'm like, oh, where's, where's Elisha? Where's, where's Elisha? He's gone. You know, but you come back full like, Glammed up <laughs> with at least 20 stamps up each arm. We boys are all, all set for the strip clubs. <laughs> that accent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because why hang around for sound checks when you can go get all your passes to all the strip clubs beforehand <laughs> so you don't have to line up? That's <laughs> so smart. That's called thinking ahead. Oh, shit. And, and Hilarious. The, and it was funny because, like, the whole night, we, like you said, fucking drunk as fuck. Mm. I remember I had to drive the car of the Scarlet Gear back to the hotel, which was only around the corner. Yeah, but still. Um, but still, them telling Atomic Riot and Scarlet unlimited <laughs> free drinks. Yeah, and but- I remember uh, Mitchell says to them, are you sure that that's allowed? Yeah. <laughs> said, yeah. Because I remember come like, I think just after you guys got off, they took them off us. We had to start paying for drinks. What? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember saying they took them off us. <laughs> They're probably losing money. Oh, of course they were. <laughs> that place is not there anymore. Um, no, because they lost money in alcohol sales. <laughs> oh, shit. And I remember, like, <clears throat> so after we played, you know, it was a loose night. I didn't, I'd never been to Adelaide, mm. so I was wanting to experience yeah, it it's, Adelaide's like the red light district of Australia. It is. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. The first thing that caught me off guard while we're talking about strip clubs was that their strip clubs operated totally different to how ours do. Did you get in trouble? No. No, I've got a a great story from the strip club if you want to hear it. I'm sure the viewers, listeners (laughs) are dying to hear this. So in Melbourne, how a strip club works is you go there and the girls hassle you Mm -hmm. for money, right? Which is because they've got to get paid, they've got to make their wages. It, it makes sense, right? In Adelaide, no girl fucking came up to you. They wanted you to be like, hey, you know, so it was really weird. So you go there. Um, I, I remember getting to the line. The line was stacked. I said, hey, and the bouncer was like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Go straight in. Hey, hey And then your mates, fucking Nick Caligula and Sunset, mm-hmm. turn up. And then the bouncer goes, oh, you with that guy who's been here for like two hours. <laughs> And they just wave them through. So we're in there, we're partying. Oh, You're Drew a team player, too. mate. 
Sorry? You're a team player. I'm a team player, man. Together, everyone achieves more team. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in there, we're having a good time, and then I don't remember how it happened, but a few of these girls took a liking to us, and we were up in the private area getting all these dances and this chick. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting by Drew, and Drew's... I don't know if it was true or not. I doubt it. And I remember doubting it at the time, but he was like, I've never been to a strip club before. And I was just like, oh, I've never had a lap dance before. And I was like, oh, okay. No, okay no, that, that could be accurate. It could be. could be accurate. I was like, that's cool, man. It'll yeah. be fine. And um, anyway, this chick like, was going on and stuff, and then only paid like one time from memory. And it went on for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And this chick goes, stand up. And I was like, what? She goes, stand up. So I stood up. She goes, pull your pants down. <laughs> I was like, oh, what? Andrew <laughs> looks at me. He goes, is this normal? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like nah. <laughs> and she goes, pull your pants down. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm allowed. And I've got this belt. It's like four studs across. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking big yeah. and it hurts. She goes, she pushes me over this couch, pulls my pants down, and Drew, and another chick does it to Drew. She grabs the belt off me and she goes, wow, oh. fucking whips me across the ass. I'm like, ah, you know, in pain. <laughs> and then Drew's like, oh man, is this not what normally happens? <laughs> I go, nah, it's not. So and much better. <laughs> yeah, it was better. So <laughs> she belts the fuck out of us and all this stuff and then she goes oh do you want a uh, pass to Miss Victoria I'm like oh what's that she goes oh it's a stripper competition it's next month I go yeah okay cool so I got free tickets fantastic um, and then I remember Drew just being like what the fuck just happened for like two hours <laughs> he was like I can't believe that happened <laughs> and we're wandering through Adelaide and we met up with Sunset mm-hmm. and then we went to get pizza or something and then they disappeared I don't know where they went and I went oh found out later with it where he went. Ah, uh, yeah. And then I got home and, um, home to the hotel and everyone had taken all the beds so I had to fucking sleep on the ground under the aircon that there was no remote for so it got cold as fuck. Mm. And then woke, I didn't even really go to sleep, woke up the next day and, yeah, but the Radelaide imprint is yeah. in my mind. You know, from the show it's we a had wild too. Place, <laughs> and Mitch getting up on stage when you guys were playing and like jumped off and he like hurt his ankle and I was like, oh fuck, how are we going to play? And then, because that stage was fucking deep. It was it good. It was massive. It was good. Yeah, great place. Turnout was uh, fairly decent. And, um, Super decent. Yeah, we woke up next morning. We we're like, where the hell's Tommy? Where's Tommy? Apparently it was at the Hilton with like some couple that he invited over like the day before <laughs> and they flew over and. Yeah, he was a mess. I actually have to show you the photo that I took of him the next day. I've still got it. I still show people because it's just, it's fantastic. Just from a just, fun night out. It was fantastic. It was ripper. But yeah, like, you know, we're obviously all not fit. We're all a bit rusty the next day thinking, ah, shit, we've got like a how many hour drive it is back to Melbourne. Rusty. <laughs> rusty. <laughs> it's great though. Because when we were leaving the hotel, we saw Nick standing out by the ute and he was like we don't know where sunset is yeah, we're trying to had find no him. idea where it was <clears throat> that was fun and th- there were a lot of like good nights we've had like that 100 100 percent. partying having fun it's just you know family in one room family you can't argue room. with that that's no. just you know it's gonna be a good time regardless regardless of tunes even if it's just you know doesn't even have to be live music you've got these people that you love and care about this is what a night yeah it's all you need just fun, enjoying each other's company. Exactly, talking, talking you know? shit, having beers. Yeah, fantastic. We've had some 
good times like that. So good. <laughs> that's just yeah, best. Best. Yeah, and that's what it's about, you know. Like exactly. the music can come and go, but if you remember that stuff, that's what stays with exactly. you under all that, you know. Exactly right. And it's fun, man. Like the key is to live in the moment and enjoy it as well and not be so obsessed with the music part of it. Like that's fun. Mm, exactly. But that at the end of the day that'll pass away, you know. Well, that's it. That's 100% family, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, so we had, we've had some good times and stuff, and I don't even remember when we started getting loose together. Uh, it would have been that gig in Bayswater. Oh, yeah. When, um, Explain. Uh, <laughs> so my partner, Cassandra, had a gig. Uh, was it Bayswater? I can't remember. Was that, I think it was, was at it? the barn. At some, yeah, some, like, hillbilly shed-looking place. Yeah. And um, I had no idea you were coming, so, you know, I'm just... Supporting the miss, getting out there, listening to some of her tunes, which is always good fun. And then you rock up, and then, you know, like, the epic hugs that we have, we're jumping and straddling and, you know, oh, shit, I can't believe you're here, blah, blah, And it went from, like, enjoying each other's company to having a great night, listening to good tunes, to, um, what was it, six to six tequila shots after, and we're wrestling, WWF wrestling out on the concrete. <laughs> in a loving way, not oh, a violent no, way. no, no, in a very, uh, oh, God. And then um, I think on the way home I threw up on Cassandra's shoe, so all over it, <laughs> all over the shoe, mate. It's what a loving partner does. Oh, exactly. But if she loves you back, she'll forgive you. We've all been there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we all done I it. I hope she right? has Absolutely. after all this time. I remember, yeah, we started doing <clears throat> started doing tequila shots, and um, I remember there was a point where the girl said, oh, "Are you not using the salt?" And I was like, what do you mean the salt? Because I didn't even know you had the yeah, salt. Yeah, salt and the lemon. So I just fucking opened the salt, remember, and started oh. drinking it back. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And she was like, I think that's when we got cut off. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then we had the wrestling fight out in the thing. Yeah, I don't even know how that started. Oh, no, I don't remember how that started. <laughs> we were both just like ass up on the concrete, oh, just in yeah. pain. Massively. Like woke up on King Street, and I don't know how I got there. <laughs> That's usually a sign it was a good night. That's tequila. That's tequila, man. That's tequila. It's brutal. I used to live with a um, tequila enthusiast. I don't know if I told That's you. That's a job title? It's a fucking job title. Wow. And she taught... Here's a method. This is the educational yep. segment. For drinking tequila, the way Mexicans drink it, mm-hmm. sipping on it, not fucking yeah, yeah. it back like some 18-year-old bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, <laughs> forgive my PC... Uh, my lack of PC. So the way you do it is you breathe in through your nose, you take a bit of the shot and you breathe out through your mouth and mm-hmm. all the fumes come out through your mouth. Dangerous piece of advice because when she told me, I applied it to every spirit. Oh, God. It yeah, works. All right. You can drink anything. Yep. You just... Sip on it. Have it. Breathe out all the fumes through the mouth, and then you won't get the burn, you won't get the shakes, none of that. Burn. You're going to have to really? um, lay some education on me at yeah. some point, because I'm, yeah. I'm curious now, because when someone says, oh, it's shot time, I'm like, eh, all right. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it saves the gut, saves every, the burn, everything. Yeah, because every time I do a shot of tequila, you can just feel it sit in your stomach all night. It yeah. sucks. I find tequila not too bad, eh? Nah, vodka and tequila are my no-nos. Vodka and The clears. The, yeah. What about gin? Uh, no, I don't really drink gin that much. It's just I stick with the um the rums, Ooh, the whiskeys. 
Kraken. That's the Kraken rum. That's the stuff. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I love that stuff. Oh, we should get a bottle on the way home. No, we should not. <laughs> yeah, um, speaking of shopping lists. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. You get that, I'll get the killer. Done. Shot the shot. Battle. <laughs> so how important doing, you know, ha- having all the fun and the experiences yeah. as well as playing music, how important are those to coexist? Oh, 100%. Um, I mean, it's to be fair, like I only said, in the rock and roll genre or our crew or our, I don't know what to call it, scene or group or camaraderie or whatever you want to call it um it's just it's like a natural thing it's not i mean i don't see too many people taking themselves well not now seeing taking themselves super serious about this thing because we're all having fun it's just it's a family in a room and that's yep. the best vibe that you're gonna have you're always gonna have a good night even if you play shit even if it doesn't matter you plan to your family yeah that's that's the best that's the best feeling and then you know you make new fans and then they become good mates and it's just oh, I love it yeah the love whole it. process exactly the process is great it's a good process and um oh, I miss it that's why I, that's why I said there's a tingle there's an itch from not having played so long so yeah no I feel Sucks. you 100% mm. and with fans <clears throat> you just mentioned fans becoming friends and things like yeah, yeah, that yeah. what's your worst fan encounter or weirdest oh. fan encounter Z. I don't know. I think I think maybe back in the Smoke and Mirrors days there was what a happened? Bit, bit more of that. I got kicked in the nuts. Why? Ah, <laughs> uh, because um, there was this show. I think it was at the Boldface Stag up in Sydney. Um, we're releasing our EP. I'm not sure if you were there or not. No, not that one. Um, you missed out on getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> oh, it was bad. But anyway. <laughs> there was this like I'm enjoying my like when I play like I go into my I go you, you kind of just go into a place. And it's kind of like you there on your own doing your thing and it just feels great. But it, there was this girl down the front row and, like, she wouldn't stop screaming at me, like, just yelling, making noise, just distracting me. I'm like, dude, i got to play. Stop, like, pushing my pedal board and trying to press button. Maybe, I don't know if she was drunk or not. No idea if she was drunk or not. Anyway, we get off stage. Like, we, it was a great show. Had a lot of fun. Oh, it was a video launch for, um... Uh, remember Sam Goldie's party? I yeah, don't know if yeah, you, yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sam Goldie. Yeah, so it was a video launch for that. Um, anyway, I didn't, I, go, I didn't get kicked. <laughs> I get off stage and I, oh, I can't remember if it was McKinnon or Coleman who I spoke to. I said, Oh, did you see that bloody bitch in the front row? Like, oh, like she was like spilling beer on my pedal board and stuff. Anyway, like, oh, she was such a bitch, blah, blah. Turns out she was right behind me listening to all this. Oh, no. Turns me around, whack. Punches? Oh, kicks, no, kicks. in the balls. Kicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yowch. Yeah, bloody hurt. Uh, like, what did you say? Just, what do you do? Oh, I, I just... She walked off, I don't know. I mean, look, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't have words for that moment. It just sucked. It just... um Painful. It was... Yeah. It just... Uh, I mean, someone's pouring beer on your gear, like... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Can't be... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Just a big... I'm just lost for words. Just, just a big question mark. I think it's just bad luck. Her yeah. being behind me at the time and the timing, yeah, yeah, the and I mean that's just natural selection. You can't argue with timing; it just happens for a reason. Yep. Whack, mm. shit happens. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, wake up, dust it yeah. off, and move carry on. on. Your dick still works, so oh, it's all right. Supposedly, <laughs> Suppose, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, you know, talking about that and crazy fan encounters and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm assuming. 
Actually, no, I think this is a separate thing. What's the worst thing that's ever happened at a show? Or the, maybe the weirdest thing where you were in disbelief that it happened. Or oh. It can be an on-stage moment gone wrong. It can be someone fucking jumping on stage, doing something, um, whatever. This time we played at... Oh, I can't remember what the venue was called. It was like this closing down venue um, in South Yarra. I can't remember the name of the place to save my life. But um, Atomic Rye got asked to play the final night. And it was insane. I couldn't believe what was going on in this place. Like, people were doing lines out on the bar table. Um, <laughs> we're, like, wedged into this corner playing our tunes. Ash was getting up on this table, singing, screaming, pouring whiskey literally all over everyone. Anyway, this guy got up on the table. He was blind drunk. Got up on this table. And, I mean, these are, like, bar tables. Like, they were friggin' They were high. Slips off it, lands on his head. <laughs> ambulance, ambulance came. Oh, jeez. It was nuts. And then um, I got up on the bar to do a solo thing, and the fan hit me in the head. <laughs> oh, it was moving. Yeah. Ouch. Cut you open? No, no, no. Just a just a knock. Oh. But um, no, but that guy falling off the table like we stopped playing. Like it was everyone's just like oh, <laughs> pointing fingers. Like he's gonna feel that tomorrow. Like it was nuts. Like because the table was like covered in whiskey. He slipped on it and yeah, banged his head. Oh. Ouch. I couldn't believe what was going on there. Like who does a line in public? Like, just uh, the bar and the airport. Come on. No. But, like, seriously, like, oh, my God. It was just chaotic. It was so much fun. Yeah. Just chaos. And this place was was allowing all that to happen. Well, it was the last night. No one cared. Oh, like, no, the place was shutting actually. down. So, just, you know, bottles off the shelf were just... They were just handing them out, so... Yeah. That's not so bad. That sounds like that a was great nuts. night. Exactly. It was insane. Yeah. I'm sure the boys remember that night. That was... Oh, God. <laughs> if if they can shit. remember oh, it from God. partying too <laughs> hard... That's awesome. That was fun, oh, man. man. I, um, I'm surprised like, I didn't die. Like That was a hard hit. Like, straight yeah. on his head. Yeah. And those things are sharp, too. Oh, my God. Like, they're not soft. Mm. And it's, they keep pushing. It's a hard timber table. I mean, sorry, hard timber floor. Fell yeah, straight right. onto his head. Ouch. Anyway. <laughs> sure, I'm sure he's alive. Yeah, Amber's came. I'm sure he's alive, but God damn. <laughs> and he gave you a story to talk about. That was a good story. <laughs> that gig was just chaotic. <laughs> I have to ask about your uh, your trip to the States. Yeah, go for So, it. you went, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. you went to America, what, a year ago? This time last year. This time last yeah. year. For like a holiday, play some guitar. Holiday, guitar, it was fantastic. Tell us what happened. If you want to hear some stories. Or so want to hear some stories. We played, Atomic Wright played Wrestle Rock the night before. So, it was fantastic. It was, um, I don't know if you ever played there before, but that, like, we, went, we didn't know what to expect because, you know, just B grade wrestling ended up being the greatest night ever. Yeah, you, know, right. you got like big sexy unit who was you know that was the uh, wrestler, and they're just all like belting the crap out of each other. It was good fun. Me and Ash and all the boys just loving it. Couldn't believe it. Um, so anyway, we finished the gig, go home, and I'm just like, well, if I sleep, I'm screwed for the flight because my flight was at 9 a.m. the next morning. So I stayed up all night, and um, I'd gotten some Xanax and Valium and Tamapathine or I can't remember how to say it. Tablets just to once I get on the plane to calm me down. Yeah. Just, I mean, I was tired as shit from staying up all night, you know, a fair few drinks. My parents even flew down for that gig. <laughs> nice. So, you know, my brother's driving me, my dad, Cassandra, to the airport because dad's flying home to Sydney. Ash was in the car too because he was flying to Sydney. Was Joel living here at the time? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, here at the time. Okay. Joel's my brother. <laughs> Joel's Alex's brother. Nice um, guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he goes around. So, um, <laughs> we're on our way to the airport. You know, I say bye to dad. I'll see you when I see you next, blah, blah, blah. Cassandra's in tears, poor girl. We'll see you for three weeks. Uh, it, yeah, it sucked. Mm. But anyway, um, I 
sitting, waiting for the flight, going, you know, I'm in the Qantas lounge, so I'm like, sick, I'll grab a few beers. Had some more beers. Finally get on the plane. Stewardess, like, what do you want? Ah, uh, two beers, and uh, I guess you're serving brekkie, sure, I'll eat something. Had the two beers. It's a 15-hour flight, or maybe 15 and a half. To Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did I take? I think I took one of each, plus rest of it, of all those tablets. I woke, I fell asleep for 13 hours. I was wow. out. Woke up two hours out. It was sick. So you missed all the bullshit. I missed all the bullshit. <laughs> had, a, um, had a beer before I landed. Yeah. So we landed there, and it was the same day, 6 a.m., yeah, really weird. So I got up feeling fresh, you know, slept for ages. Um, no jet lag. No jet lag. Because it was like yeah. the next day. It was unreal. It was fantastic. Yeah. Imagine just a, a massive sleep in. That's all it was. Would feel good. It felt Although really I good. Need a lot more than one of each of those tablets. Oh well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, but your body's more. Um, what's the word? The livers. <laughs> your livers like Arnie. <laughs> Worn out. <laughs> no. Worked out. Worked out. Worked yeah. out. Um, so yeah, um, so long. So I went to the reason why I went there is because um, a mate of mine who lives there he makes all my pickups for my guitars. So I met him. I accident wasn't accident. I bought a guitar, which came from LA, which was his guitar. He's like, mate, you bought my guitar. I'm like, yeah, it's a bloody good guitar. Why wouldn't I buy it? Oh, I make pickups. Do you want to try? Try a set? I'm like, cool. He makes the best friggin' set of pickups I've ever heard in my life. Like wow. I was just blown away. So they're now they're now in all my, all my guitars. But anyway, so I flew over there, caught up with him. So first thing we do, go out, coffee, beers, blah blah. blah. Come on, it was seven a.m. So you can't go too hard. Um, and we wound a set of pickups for one of my guitars. I got to do that myself, which is fantastic. I love love all that stuff. So um, it, also it was end of spring over there, and I was cold. I was cold as shit. Like their sun is useless. Their sun is absolutely useless. Like not warm? No, it's not warm at all. It sucks. Is that because of the hole in the ozone no, type thing? Probably. I have no idea, to be honest. It was just cold. Yeah, I'm, right. It's just a simple... It was just cold. <laughs> <laughs> Coldest spring ever. Okay. So, yeah, we did all the... You know, it was the first time I've been over there, so we did the, you know, rock and roll stuff. Played a lot of... his lefty as well. Yeah. So, you know... That, Easy to we play. We have the stuff. bond. Yeah, I just play all his shit. Um... Went out to, you know, all the standard rock and roll bars, Ultimate Jam Night, and, you know, we see the guys from Quiet, War- Quiet Right playing, you know, the guys from Lynch Mob playing, and, just, and this is just normal. What's normal that thing like? For them. It's, oh, for, for, for Is there me, a moment of fuck? Yeah, yeah. For, 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 for us, it's like fuck. For them, it's just like, oh, yeah. It's Tuesday. Oh, yeah, it's, it's you know, 40 years too late, but oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and yeah. for us, it's just like, oh, God, this, you know. <laughs> so, it's hey, come shit. on, man. Yeah. Can I feel the noise? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrong because, you know, they get to, it's just a way of life for them. Yeah. It's just kind of like Sydney and Melbourne. Yeah. It's just, they're just used to it all. Um, but they're all old men now. Oh, my God, you got old, didn't you? Where have I been? You know? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah, did all the rock and roll stuff, but um, which is great. You got to do it. You got to do it all when you get over there. So, um, as for stories. Um, so you know Midnight Alibi? Yes. Yeah, so Oz from Midnight Alibi was over there at the same time. Okay. And we we, called, we teamed up and had a wild, insane night. So we started off at the Rainbow drinking blah, blah, sat in Lenny's chair, got a photo. Ooh, novelty, yeah, Lenny's chair. If I can see you there. We got hammered. And then we went down to Whiskey to see these bands play and great bands. Like, they're different. Like, everyone, like for those who haven't been to LA, LA is very... R&B driven like rock and roll is a tiny little hub in Hollywood 
probably not what a lot of people It's would not think. what you all think. It is purely R&B driven, that place now. Like I said, we're all 40 years too late. Mm. Um, so yeah, and then we looked across the road at the, road at the fire room. We're like, oh, Ricky Martin tribute night. <laughs> Straight over there. I think we're a bit too late, but yeah, there's all these guys like wearing all these, you know, shiny things and blah, blah, whatnot. Anyway, he was hammered. Where I was hammered. And I was just like, I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm like, dude, like, you're hammered. I'm going to get a tattoo. So anyway, go in there. The second the needle hits his arm, blood's pissing out. Yeah. It's nasty. So, because um, cause at the rainbow, he's like, oh, he said to the bartender, oh, if I get a ace of spades, we give me a free drink. And that was the motivation. <laughs> that was the motivation. And because he's drunk, his blood's thin as all hell. Blood's pissing down his arm. Anyway, went back up. He showed her. He got it. She was just in stitches laughing. Yeah, okay, you earned yourself a free beer. And that was it. Oh no, unbelievable. Like, Save like drunk and tattoo. Yeah, no, right. exactly. <laughs> Wouldn't a tattoo cost more than the free drink? So much more. So much more. <laughs> That's mm. amazing. So yeah, that was good fun. And then, um, so him and his missus went home and, oh, we went to Mel's Diner beforehand, before we left, just because, you know, we'll starve and, you know, get a bit of a sponge, sponge going on the, uh, the old liver. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm sitting there by myself. I'm like, I oh, see these two african-american guys walk in it's just i don't know it's 2020 come on i don't know you know and they look rad with their dreadlocks and like big buff dudes i'm like oh that's sick yeah and they sit down they're like oh how's your night been and i'm like oh yeah no it's been bloody good and they looked at me, oh where are you from oh, yeah, melbourne sydney boy boy oh okay cool so like we sat down together like you know they invited me to join them and we and they said oh we're getting this big plate of fried chicken you want in and i'm like yeah bloody oath i want in they bring this huge thing out and like imagine like a slow motion moment where brothers high five their fried chicken wings like that was it right. man like we high fived and like ugh, the ruled anyway this is and then it gets interesting from here so a guy comes in another guy comes in like really raggedy looking another african-american looking guy comes in and goes oh you look you look educated how about you come here and help me with a letter yeah i'm that's weird as shit right okay. so anyway so he pulls out his laptop and um, we sit there and he's like, oh, I've got to write a letter to my partner. I just got out of the pen. Oh, God. <laughs> Shit. That's not a good opening statement. Nah, it's not at all. <laughs> and then he's like, um, <laughs> all right, so now, hi, blah, blah, I'm out, etc. How about Bofus go down to the South Coast? I'm like, hang on, stop, stop, stop. Bofus. It's like, yeah, Bofus. What? Can you please use that in a sentence? Both of us go down to the South Coast. My, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And it finally clicked. Both of us. <laughs> Both of us. Oh, God. All right. So, um, just, just to take the piss. Oh, B-O-A-F-U-S. Okay. Types it in. Oh, my spell check's not feeling you. Oh, oh sorry. B-O-A-F hyphen. S. He finally c- catches on that I'm taking the piss. Yeah. Smashes his laptop down, walks out, turns around. Thanks for nothing, nigger. <laughs> Keep in mind, this is this was like three a.m. Yeah. The other two guys are in stitches. They're you know. Oh, they were there. The oh yeah, whole they were there the whole time in stitches, just laughing. They loved it. And they said, "Oh, you're all right." Blah blah. What are you doing tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. Everything shuts early here, so. Because oh. in America they close. Oh, at they like close AM, super right? early. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, they start their partying earlier, way earlier. earlier. So 
Yeah, like um, Oz was telling me, like, oh, we have to get there, like, at six. I'm like, you're joking, right? I'm still, like, relaxing yeah, at six. Like, yeah. not even. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, they start early, finish early. We start late, finish late, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, um, the guy's like, oh, do you want to come to a party? Oh, cool. All right, no worries. Just, you know, I've had a few to drink, not thinking much of it. <laughs> Where's your party? Oh, downtown Compton. That means, I didn't know what that meant. Apparently, you know, I'm not that educated in... <laughs> Um, LA suburbs I don't know I get there we walk to this party like it was a nice place very nice place walk into the like R&B's just blasting in this house opens up the door I walk in and I'm like oh shit I'm thinking to myself I'm the only white guy here I'm the only white guy here oh shit it's clicking it's clicking I've seen movies shit 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 what's going on blah 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 music stops everyone just pauses and looks at me like one of those moments shit Shit, I'm thinking shit, shit, I'm going to die, shit, I'm going to die. Did you actually think you were going to die? Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, th- I thought something might have happened or they kicked me out. Or, I don't know. Yeah. But then the guy's like, no, 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 He's from Australia. Music was louder. Turned the music up louder. Beers and fridges were out. It was nuts. And then we just talked. You know, just talked to all these people all night. You know, sinking more beers. They're lovely. And then they're like, oh, you guys have those big-ass spiders and all those big-ass shit over there. And they're like, yeah, no, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with that. And, he goes, and then he goes, have you ever held an assault rifle? I'm like, you're scared of a little spider, but you keep assault rifles in your house. Yeah. Like, it just made no sense. Did you get to hold it? Yeah, I got to hold it. And I'm like, what, you shoot, what do you do with these? Oh, you know, there's about 20 different gangs down in the next suburbs. What, you shoot, God. (laughs) So I met people who have, like, shot other people. Yeah. It just freaked the hell. It just didn't, I don't like guns. It just didn't sit right with me. Were you scared that they were going to kill you? No, 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 no. Once, once the party started, it was great. No, they were lovely. Did it help that they knew you were an Aussie? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Because yeah. this was all new to me and I asked them like the N-word, why can't, like what's so offensive? I asked them straight up, what's so offensive about it? Yeah. I can't remember the answer for the life of me. I can't remember much about the life of the life of me. But, <laughs> Too um, many drinks. Yeah. Well, and they all drink like, so you know how like we will have like a little beer like this one. Mm. Like just a small harmless Corona. Mm. They'll have like Stein glasses and like full of like Colt 45 and all those American beers. Like mm. just big, like yeah, nuts. This is great. Uh, but no, they're, they're lovely people, but just, you know, yeah. they all have guns in their closet and like, like big guns. Yeah. Like big, big guns. And then they're like, and then they said to me, oh, but you guys have more stabbings. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> God, oh, just, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we don't kind of guns. No. <laughs> so no. yeah, if I'm going to hurt someone, yeah, you might as well stab them. Jesus Christ. It's fa- it fascinates me yeah. how just being in a different place, even yeah. though it's land, it's on earth. And everything's the same. Mm-hmm. Everything's totally different. Hundred percent. You know, and people's cultural diversities and ways of life, what they, what's normal. Yeah. Greatly varies just from sitting in a seat for fifteen hours, going somewhere else that might look quite similar. Yeah, it does. It, it's you very know? similar. Yeah. Being a Western but country and all. Completely different in everything there. Culture. Oh man, like and they said, like I'd rather. Like, shoot myself in the shoulder and have a huntsman crawl up my arm. Bloody idiots. Wow. Yeah, they're just... They don't do animals. They do guns very well, but not animals. <laughs> so what was it like when you had to leave there? Were they like... Oh, oh no, no. Fucking no, I or? said... No, no, no. Because it was like... I think it was like 10 a.m. Next morning, party was still going. I'm like, all right, I better head back now. I said bye to most people. I started walking out. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. We'll take you, you know, we'll take you back into the city. Oh, they gave you a yeah. ride? Because apparently it's just weird for a white person to... Walk around the suburbs. Could have got murdered or something. Oh, I don't know. It's just, just like I said, we don't have that here. It just doesn't. It you, just, what is it? No one walks in LA, right? 
Oh, apparently. I don't mm-hmm. know. But I'll tell you what, the tacos are bloody good. The food was fantastic. Taco. I'll go back for the tacos, man. <laughs> Seriously, tacos here are a lie. A lie? A lie. Yeah. Mm. Would, would you go, like, obviously, so you're in a band, mm-hmm. and this is connected. Yep. You know, obviously, particularly in our genres, Yeah. America's a big market. Would you go back? I would go back, but you've got to, I mean, you just got to market the Australian thing, because, you know, you stick your day on anything. And it will sell overseas. We're yep. a very marketable bunch of people, yep. I believe. But um, if you're going there inspecting a full rock and roll injected scene, you're going to be very disappointed. And I remember you saying to me that night that I helped you load your gear into the car park that Melbourne was had a bit of rock. Oh, 100%. Oh, that. definitely. Definitely. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, because this is kind of disappointing in a way, but... You know, it is what it is. Like I said, we're so late. Mm. We're all so late to what, you know, we're playing this music because we love it. Yeah. But, you know, time does its thing, mate. Time just does its thing. 40 years later on, it's just, you know, we're barely hanging in there. Yeah. But I think the whole music industry has kind of taken a dive as a whole, regardless of, you know, it just sucks. It's horrible, but it is Mm. what it is. I mean, you know, we do it because we love it. Yeah. That's the only, that's the drive. Yeah. I have a, um... I have a theory, mm-hmm. and I would like to share it with you. Sure. I purposely didn't reveal it to you beforehand. <clears throat> so I've talked to a few people, and something that is formulated in my mind, mm-hmm. so to speak, is you know how before pre-internet, even when internet was there but still not a big deal, sure. like mm-hmm. you know in the 90s and all that, um, you had to be good enough to get signed and yeah. then if you were good enough when you were signed, you got to the next sure. stage. So there was a filtering process mm-hmm. and not every Tom, Dick and Harry could yeah. flood the market. Do you think that this virus, because places have had to close yeah, and there's going to be fewer places that you can, you know, be a vessel through yeah. or be a gate through, do you think that that's going to filter out people and that only good bands will have a shot uh, again? Okay. It's a bloody good question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think the only thing musicians can do now is write, keep pumping out tunes. And the difference between now and then is it's so easy to pump out tunes nowadays. Anyone, any idiot can release a song. Like anyone. Mm-hmm. You couldn't do that back then. No. You, know, you had to... They were gatekeepers. Exactly. Now that doesn't exist because, you know, whole independent release, etc., which also means that the market is flooded with a lot of shit. Yeah. And, I mean, that's very biased of me saying that. Like, the whole, everything's so opinionated. Mm-hmm. You know, you like this, I don't like that, except, you know, it doesn't matter. My opinion yeah. is completely invalid. But that's my opinion, so, anyway. Um, what about in terms of live? Oh, in terms of live... Because live, oh, now not every that's shitty band exactly. going to be able to get to play. Exactly. I think the first few months of getting back to normal is going to be explosive. Mm-hmm. But... Like everything in life, something that happens, people will get over things. Everyone gets over things really quick. I don't know if you know if you well, if you agree with that trends. Yeah, like you know, you release something for a week, you push it, great, it's a good week. But then the hype dies. That's like anything in life. Yeah. So I'm kind of concerned that you know, like I said, it'll be explosive the first little bit, but then I'm worried that it might dip back down. But I mean, it depends on the venues. The venues are copying it hard too. Definitely. But like I said, we're all itching. The punters are itching. 
You know, we, we miss our beer-stained carpets and dirty smells in the venues, you know? We're all itching to get yeah. that back. Yeah, our watering holes need us. They need, they need refilling. Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if because there's going to be less places they're not going to take... Not every oh, band can get a shot. Quality, yeah, for sure. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they're so gonna, the quality will be refined. Yeah. I mean, they're going to need to sell some beer. So get the bands that fill the fill the venues out. I'm really hoping it's exactly what you say. I'm yeah. hoping that, at least for the first, you know, maybe three to six months. Yep. Really hoping so. I hope so. That's um, It's just an interesting thing to sort of think about yeah. considering the, you know, the way the world is at the moment. For sure. It's, yeah, that's it's weird. It's tough. It is. The music business is really fucked. Oh, yeah. It's super it really weird. Is. You know? Um, and every aspect of it, too. Not like, not just the way it's changed or anything like that, but the business as a whole, you know, and music. With pe- for some people, having music has lost its value, as yeah. they say, you know? Like, and piracy and all that sort mm-hmm. of thing. I'm not going to go into a rant now. No, no, you're right. But, um, you know the value of music obviously having declined and all that sort of thing i wonder if this the current events will change the way that that's looked at or viewed yeah, especially sure. when everyone realizes oh fuck i've got to, i've got to actually get bands that are good, have good music yeah. that will draw people in that i can sell more drinks well that's the thing like obviously. over because i mean it's not going to go back to normal anytime soon you're going to have certain venue caps yeah where you know if you get a you know, you might have to start off with those bands that are in the middle to fill 100 capacity. Yeah. Like, if you're going to get a headline act to fill out X amount of space, you know, there's that to consider as well. So, that's, I don't know. I wish I wish I had the answers to this because it's very <laughs> interesting, but it's just, it's just tough. Yeah, it look, is, man. You'll probably have a lot more people wanting to go back and see bands as well. Yeah. So, I yep. don't know if it would be too but hard. This could to be feel, a good chance for the up and comers. I don't think it would be too yeah. hard to fill out venues with people wanting just to go watch mm. a, to get that feel of yeah. a live gig again. But I mean, people you, are hungry for If it. you can only have 150 capacity, then yeah, let the up and comers exactly, like, grab that. You know, you that could almost, be great. Almost guaranteed to probably get 150 people in. We need see, more bands. To see, to see any band, really, because people just want to go back out and see them. We need more bands, straight up as that. Because yep. the more bands we have, the more punters we have. Simple yep. as that. And it's a great time. If you're out there and you've thought about starting a band or maybe you're in a band but you guys haven't had a show yet or something, now is a really good yeah, time. Exactly. Because people are going to be coming out just for the sake of coming out. Yeah, absolutely. And if they see you play, That's they're going to go, fuck, I need more of that. Mm-hmm. And this is your chance to really propel yourself forward, maybe more so than you could have before, competing yeah. with other more Agreed. experienced 100%, bands. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, especially if, like you guys said, if you're new to the scene, yeah, if you don't have exactly. any contacts. This is the way. This is it. Start. Go. This is you're it. Just, you're going to do everyone a favor by yeah. starting up a new band. There's no loss. Exactly. Yeah. For the bigger bands, it's like we need we need more bands. Simple as that. Yeah. Because everyone's heard of the the same ones that have been here for a while yeah, as well. Exactly. We need more. Yeah. Just start a band god just do it it's so easy to do it's so easy to release music nowadays it's not even hard well speaking of starting a new band even though you technically didn't start a new band you joined a new one yeah espionage yeah how did it oh, happen um, why not in a bad way no 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 but just sure it's very different to Atomic Right it is is it that is. because you have so much creativity you need another outlet no no. <laughs> no it's nothing like that it's just um 
Like I've known Frosty for a long time. He's uh, for those of you who know Frosty, heart of gold, nicest yeah. bloody, bloody dude. Um, I think there was this like guitar forum or something where you know shred over this backing track. You know what? Fuck it all. Shred over this backing track. A week later, the espionage guys like join our band. We need a guitar player. And then at the time, um, it was a quiet time for Atomic Riot, and um, my endorsers were, you know, kind of giving me a nudge. You know, yeah. please keep, keep at it, keep up and at it. So um, it just made sense. Um, yeah. Their music is a lot heavier than what yeah. I'm used to. Yep. But it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun to play. The guys are rad. And um, yeah, we're meant to have an Australian tour for the new single that just got released. Oh God, it wouldn't have been too long ago. A little while back. And um, unfortunately, had to cancel it. Yeah. As I'm sure most bands have, are dealing with right now. So yeah, when normality kicks back in, we can get that back underway. But... But no, it's a, it's a fun band to play with. It's, you know, I can let rip a little bit more yeah. with my creativity. Um, was it easy to make that transition from like straight ahead hard rock to more of a power metal type? Uh, vibe, if you would even call it that. Heavy metal? Whatever. Yeah, oh, whatever you want to call it. Mm. Um, no, not really. It's just oh, just learning learning the songs and just trying to play them as best as I can, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's fun to play. That's it's fine. more upbeat and fast. Oh, it's so it? much more fast. A bit more um, energy into the show. Where, you know, Atomic Riot, I can kind of go into autopilot with my playing yeah. and then just switch on, you know. Instead of being a musician, I become an entertainer. Yes. You know, that's... That's actually a really good way of mm. putting that. Mm-hmm. Can, can I steal that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Thanks, man. Of course. All yours, mate. Yeah. Like, I feel like that genre, hard rock, whatever you want to call yeah. it... Um, you know, Scarlet, Atomic Bright, yeah, Dangerous yeah. Curves, all that, Torrential Thrill as well. Mm-hmm. That's definitely like an entertainment oh, well, type that's it. thing. I mean, if I don't want, if people are going to come to pay money, pay their own well hard earned money just to come see us be serious and play okay, you know, it's just, I don't believe they're getting their money's worth because as a punter, you expect something. You know? That's you, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> well, that's me. Oh, it's you. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I didn't even press play. It loves you. Shit. It knew you were talking about that type of music and <laughs> wanted to make an appearance. Yeah, good one, phone. Yeah. Optus, thanks. No, I had to ask because Espionage, if you didn't know, has recently put out a new uh, vinyl single with a B-side as well, Arrow yep. of Time. And then what's the B-side called? Nuke Atomic? Nuke Clips. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, that's more like... It's heavy. Cracker of a riff, too. Yeah. That's you a get good one to play. Fulfillment and fun. Oh, mate, when, that, that, when you hear that riff, like. It's just. Oh, mate. That's good fun. Yeah. It just drives. It's heavy. It's. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. I feel it. It does. It does feel good. So, and yeah, the endorsers are happy. I'm happy. I'm busier musically. It, it made sense. It made perfect sense. Yeah. And both. You can coexist in both bands. Obviously, you're really um, doing it. Yeah, that's the thing. You find in Melbourne nowadays, so many people are in multiple projects yeah. just to, you know, keep the itch scratched. Yeah. So, as, no, it's good. As yeah. rats said, scratch that itch. Exactly. <laughs> 100%, mate. Yeah. So, um, also, something I want to touch on is uh, your teaching of the guitar and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What's the plan that sort of oh look at the moment like it's it's been a very on and off thing because i've always worked full-time yep. since i've moved here so the teaching it was just more of a 
thing that I like to do. It wasn't a, um, a number one income, if that makes sense. But um, I currently lost my job to the virus. Well, actually, no, that's not true. My boss, he's, not, he's probably not going to listen to this. He's an asshole. <laughs> so um, just expects too much. Yep. You know, accountants, right? Um, which is fine. So I've got to make sure that he bloody has no access to this. Ha. Huh? Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. He's so probably I'm, not going to hire me. So fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So in, I've started my own business. Awesome. Doing the same stuff. And the way I see it, I can work much less, earn shit tons more. Yep. And put the rest of my time into music. So this is a huge win-win. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited about this, about the future. So That's so cool. That's so man. good, mate. And Keith, if, if you are interested in um, anything to do with that or that sounds appealing to you or you know someone who might want to be doing guitar or even yeah, just to talk about it. let's roll. Hit Alex up. Um, he's got a page, Alex Rotary Richmond, on uh, Facebook. So right. feel free to click him a message, send him yeah. a, a text or whatever. Happy to have a chat about yeah. anything guitar-related. Yep. Any ideas you've got. It's just, I don't know, guitar's life, mate. And yeah. for those of you who understand that, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. It's, it's one of those things you live, eat, breathe, shit. Exactly. Die by it. Exactly. Yeah. That's and it. And it transcends everything. You know, like when people say, oh, I got in a band because I wanted to get laid. Or I got in a band because I wanted to fucking be this. Yeah, that. that worked like <laughs> like 40 years ago. <laughs> yeah. God. Do you know what? The gain knob on my amp, that's the chick reduction knob. The more you turn it up, the less girls. That's just yeah. the way it is. And the fact that like if I've called it that. No, I've called it that for like ten years now. That, the chip reduction knob. Yeah, the gain knob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it gains you solo time exactly. instead of solo time, baby. Han Solo, much better. <laughs> what is it? This hand don't want to be solo tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, yeah. You know, being a musician today, despite what people might think, if you can pull all that shit off, you can still do all that and play music, you deserve a medal. Just like I said oh, to someone, I'm like, if you could go down on a stranger during coronavirus, that's a fucking Victoria Cross. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. Semi. <laughs> so, uh, that rolls, yeah. Something I did want to quickly talk about for guitar nerds who might be yeah. Watching and having a listen today. Um, sure. Can you talk a little bit about your equipment and stuff, your endorsements maybe, sure. and how that happened? Um, I've been playing ESP most of my life. I was endorsed by Schecter back in Sydney. They made some good guitars. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know if there's like a guitar war or anything out there going on, but um, no, I just... Schecter made some great stuff. So I played their stuff. I, played a, I had a seven-string which I use for all the smoke and mirror stuff, and a Flying B, which I still use because that's just too sentimental to me to get rid of. That's the guitar I lit on fire at that first show. Yeah, right. So that yeah. was good fun. But um, when I started getting some more income, I switched over to ESP purely for the neck. People always ask, oh, why do you play ESP for? Blah, blah, blah. The neck just fits my skinny little bitch hands. <laughs> that's purely, that's it. And they're solid enough to not feel like a toy. So um, a lot of guitars I played over... I mean, I'm left-handed as well, so... If it's hard, it's hard for lefties to um, bag up something fantastic. But um, I, I feel I feel blessed with yeah. everything I bagged up over the years. It's just like you know, a tradies tool shed. You know, you the shit you build up over, you just know? accumulate exactly. Over time, yeah, and I got really lucky. Mm. So um, been playing ESP for God knows maybe like seven years now, and I won't go back. The necks are just 
brilliant. The guitars are... That's the thing with Japanese-made stuff. Consistency. It's yeah. all good. It's always going to be good. And that's what I'll say you know, Japanese over any other make. You know, it's going to be good no matter what. You yeah, know, quality. if you go to an American guitar company, the same model, depending on different years, might be, you know, you might have one good one, one shit one. Same price tag, but it's... You know, you've got to really search... Whereas Japanese stuff, you don't have to. Yeah. You just know it's good. Oh, yeah. And because I'm left-handed, I don't have the luxury of trying before buying. Right. But a lot of the guitars I've bought have been overseas. Yeah, just straight out just of the box. Just straight out of the, yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, the necks. Purely the necks. Um, and then they're loaded with all of the home record pickups, the Road Rage set. So Is that a specific one you designed? Or? Yeah. Uh, so, we... My mate Josh, the guy in LA who yep. I stayed with, he designed this pickup for me. It's just the best way to describe it is um, imagine the hottest single, sorry, imagine the hottest um, passive pickup you can get that clears up, that cleans up so nicely. That is so, you can have the highest gain sound you could ever think of having, strum an open chord, it's just pure clarity. And that's, yeah. that's what sold it for me. So yeah, he's lucky enough, he called it the Road Rage pickup. Yep. And I have that in most of my guitars now because nothing beats it. Nice. I can have one tone on the night, roll the volume back to clean it up, roll it up all the way to scream. It's just, I can't believe how good these things are. Yeah. Unbelievable. So Josh, that's, yeah, hopefully you get some sales from this, mate. Cause, uh, <laughs> made in the US? Yeah. Handmade in LA. Handmade, handmade in, in LA. In Los Angeles? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So Amazing. you're getting some pickups. quality stuff. Oh, mate, it's just made with love. I seriously, it's the best way to put it. Um, what about um, amplification? Yeah, so... Mesa, right? Yeah, so mostly Mesa. But back when we first started, it was Marshalls because they were just easy to get here and affordable too. <laughs> so, you know, when like, you're young, you just really want a Marshall stack. I was definitely that guy. So i got to tell the owner fair story. Um, so my oh. first proper amp, real amp, you know, I had like an old, like, solid state heap of shit I mean it was good fun back in the day because back in the day all you want to do is turn the gain up as much as you can and onto insane mode yeah insane <laughs> mode that's all it is back in the day and you think you're cool doing it but no it actually yeah. sounds like hissy fizzy shit yeah but um I got a really cheap JCM 900 which oh, I love that thing I adored that thing back in the day people don't really like that amp much a I think 900? JCM 900 that's the one they stopped making right um no I'm pretty sure they still really oh, they still them. I don't know it. I have no idea Anyway, this is, yeah, I think it's from like 90, no, I can't remember, 90 something, late 90s one, maybe. Um, I got it super cheap in a car park at the back of Erin Affair, which is like a shopping center on the Central Coast. And the guy's like, okay, let's meet up at midnight. That sounds in like a, a dingy drug car park. That's what I thought. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know, I was young. I was very young at this point. I was just shitting myself going, all right, anyway. Um, anyway, the deal was fine. It was a great amp. I still have it. I can't get rid of it. But people give the 900 lots of shit for being super bright and whatnot. But I think it's a great pedal amp. Mm. You stick it... Like, I didn't really use the gain setting on it. I just use the clean channel and pump it through with pedals. It sounded great. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as time goes by, having a bit more income, bought a lot more guitars, a lot more ESPs, which I was lucky enough to get, being lefty. And then I found my Holy Grail amp in Geelong of all places. Wow. Freaking Geelong. Yeah. So I finally got my uh, Mesa Boogie Mark IV, which... As guitar enthusiasts will know that it is just one of the top 10 amps of all time. Right. It's just, oh, it's Tone City, mate. It's just, it's loud, it's cracking. Like I, and now I, I run a 2x12 now instead of the cab, instead of the big fours because it's, 
it's too loud. Yeah, Especially right. playing in Melbourne venues. Like I've got my amp on just when it breaks up to roaring, which is about maybe three. It's so loud. It's just, but <laughs> the tone is ridiculous. Hmm. But yeah, so that that thing's great. Um, and then you yeah, ask for my main guitar. I've got a. You know, have you seen my purple ESP M two, the purple one that I use? Maybe. Maybe yeah. That's just. That just. Is it a V one? No 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 no. It's oh. the um. Oh, look up some photos or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah. that's the number one. Like I'll that thing's some links. That thing's been through hell and back. Like I've done espionage shows with that thing where I've like poured beer or through it, ripped the strings off with my hands. Like it's. <laughs> and it, you know, restring it up, set it up again. It's just perfect. Straight back to where it was. That's they hold up. Yeah, it's great. It's a fantastic guitar. Um, is that Mark Four? Is that modded? No, no. That's just stock. Nope. It's st- oh no, hang on. I, got, I had to get the transformer changed from American to Australian. Ah, okay. So aside from that, there's been no other no, wiring. No, or it's just the perfect amp. Yeah. It's just swears. Um, a lot of people listening will agree. They yeah. will understand that it is a beast. Yeah. It's so good. I think the only other person I know who has one is Chris Melko. Yeah. Yep. He's the only other person I know who has one. And yeah, he'll, you know, we'll be holding hands. Like, yeah, I'm sure he's to here. Grave. Yeah, he's holding my hand with this. <laughs> so, that's so good. I love it. Yeah, so that's that's it for the gear. I mean, I, if you want to see all the ESPs, they're all up on um, up on the side. I've got a lot of them. I've got a lot of them. But I love them. So much. But <laughs> so much. But if you love something and it works exactly that's like, what matters right and over time I've been trying to keep everything simple with the rig kind of things you know like if you plug into the amp I mean I do use the talk box that's a lot of fun yeah I find that not many bands in Melbourne use it so mm-hmm. I thought fuck it why not be that guy make a point of yeah, difference it's just that a um pe- uh, obviously a tuner which is obviously the most important pedal on the board because if not in tune you sound like shit so um <laughs> no seriously the most important pedal on any board is the tuner there you go. I'll, I'll take that to my grave. There you go. Advice. Yeah. And then a, just a decent drive that complements the amp just to um, push it from balls out to balls in. And that's it. That's all you need. Um, I just, and a bit of reverb. That's it. But the no, amp, in the amp, that's it. No other tricks no. or anything. You can get by with those. The raw, the raw, the raw it is, the better. As in R-A-W, not R-O-A-R. Raw is in between the guitar and the amp, yes, right? Yes, less... You just want a pure signal. Like, if I could just get away with plugging in just straight to the amp, I would. Yeah. But, you know, I need a few little you use you know, condiments in between. I have one on there, but I don't really... I don't like using it as much because it kind of sucks. Yeah, it sucks okay. the tone up a little bit. But here's the thing. Like, live sound, no one's going to really know what you're doing. It's more for me, I guess. Yeah. Because if you've got, like, punters in the crowd who are going to have no idea what's going on, they're not going to notice. That's what I found. But um, it's more, it's more for me. Yeah, yeah, the more comfortable I am, thing. the more comfortable I am on stage with my equipment, the better I'm going to play. Yep. And that's what it comes down to, really. I mean, some of the other guitar enthusiasts would like, you know, they'd agree with the noise gate. Don't even bother using it. I might have it on if I'm, you know, between songs, just to shut the hiss up a little bit. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's a tube amp. It gets noisy. It smells. But that's why I love it. <laughs> that's why I love it. Seriously, that's why I love the tube amps. I haven't gone digital yet. Yeah. Okay. I haven't done that yet. I mean. With a Kemper or something. Yeah, I haven't. I've tried them and they're great and you know I find that they're 1% off yep. what a true vamp is but they're that close that you can't really tell the difference but I keep telling everyone it's like comparing a spinning vinyl to an mp3 mm. same song different quality yeah that's it yeah that's and right. I'm just stuck on vinyls at the moment mate <laughs> he loves mm. it well, I love it 
with that, what's the when when you guys opened for us for the album launch, what happened to the app? When was that? In oh, it was coming up on four years oh, ago. Was that it? That was when the amp blew up or something. Oh, that was something. The, oh, that was at the elephant. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, I fucking. What happened? That was my nine hundred. Oh, that was that my, was, that was my nine hundred. Yeah. Um. Yeah, idiot me, had it on the wrong impedance. Oh jeez. So I plugged a um, ah oh, shit, what was it? A sixteen ohm head into a eight ohm cabinet. And so it smoked doubled. up. Yep, it smoked up and it wasn't very good. I, <laughs> no, but the amp was okay. I just fucked my speaker lead, so I had to borrow Mitch's. No, no, actually, no, sorry. I fucked Mitch's speaker lead. Yeah. I completely ruined his lead. So I gave him mine because I felt bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. that. And there was like a pause in the set and no one knew what the hell yeah, was going on. I didn't even know what was going on. Jeez. Yeah, I think Mitch still has that lead and still using it to this day. <laughs> there God. you go. Yeah. That was my fault. Purely my fault. Because oh, I was all playing. I could smell something and my signal was cutting out. <laughs> God. <laughs> Um, so being a guitarist, having written a bunch of material, obviously songwriting comes as a separate craft to playing your instrument. Yeah. What are some of your favorite songs that you've written or what are some of the ones you like playing? And when you write a song, do you know that it's going to be well received? Ah, oh, that's hard. Cause I think, all right, I'll start off with the, uh, song. I don't know. Like I love groove. Yep. That always has, like, that's why I love Pantera so much, because, like, it's one of my favourite genres. Oh, it's groove metal. But they groove, you know? Yeah. Anything can just, you know, thrash from one day to another, but you got to be able to bop your head to it. If anyone who can bop their head to it, and, and with a simple chorus, simple but effective chorus. Yep. Just simple that the crowd can sing it for you, that kind of thing. I really strive for that, but I'm not a vocalist, so, mm. yeah, I have no idea when it comes to that stuff, so. Right. I find, keep the chorus simple. Yep. Really simple. I mean, the verses and pre-chorus you can get away with. As long as the pre-chorus builds, that should be fine. But the verses you can really get away with whatever you want. Yeah. But I'm all about that three-chord simple chorus. Yeah. Super easy. And then um, as for solo ideas, just kind of being a guitarist, um, I just try to sound different. It's hard. Like, it's easier said than done, trust me. But um, I, think, I think guitarists nowadays, it's just... Like I said, it's all been done. Yep. It's all been done back in the day. So what sets us apart? Like, oh, I stress on this so much because, um, you know, sure, you learn this crazy technique, but it's been done before. So just, does that where what you said before about taking your influences yeah. and creating your yes. own unique tone, yes, that's exactly. where that applies really well? Because it's, it's all been done. Everything we're doing now, it's all been done. That's why I keep saying, like, when we get up on stage, what can we do differently? Because... 99% of all bands out there, they get up, play the songs, they get off. That's it. Yeah. Is there any way we can change that? Is there any way we can breathe life into something different? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm still trying to answer these questions. Sick and wind. It's tough, man. But yeah, because it's all been done. And sure, there are a few, you know, there are new bands coming out doing their thing, which is great. And like the, some of the songs are fantastic. Like that Dangerous Curve album, Dangerous Curves album rules. I still mm. crank the shit out of that. Yeah. But, um, as for the live aspect, like, we're all doing the same shit. The same thing that people were doing 40, 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. They get on, they get off. Yeah. How can we make it more exciting? How can we bring it up to another level? Yeah. That's tough. That's so tough. Yeah. Like, it's just more than songs, I guess, nowadays. It forces you to be more than just that. Mm. You know, it forces you to be creative. Yeah. 
fucking spend time pulling your hair out exactly. going how how are we going to do this different you know yeah. and then you said but <clears throat> authenticity and organic yeah. being organic is so vital because you don't want to be ripping stuff off too much you can take influence oh, look at, but doing your own thing like you said you don't plan don't get me wrong being stuff. um labeled as you know oh you're this band with this like, that's great that's my favorite band thank you <laughs> metallica <laughs> yeah that's you know that's i don't take that as an insult i take that as a compliment sure but um yeah it's just tough it's tough you know i could put up a video of this insane thing that i worked months and months on but it's already been done yeah that's <laughs> you know what hasn't been done yeah our video of metallica yeah that, well i'll put that up today I'll yeah i'll gotta send you the yeah that's all right video. that's all ready to go mate just need your uh sex, yeah. sexy piano playing <laughs> i'll send it through to you after this <laughs> but um, um yeah so obviously you know you you're doing pretty well you know you're living your life doing music mm-hmm. having fun being authentic doing sorry created an image and a branding for yourself what sort of what's your goal what's next oh, that is a tough question all right so get this right I and mean, this is something i need to tell everyone um i've been working on this like in, this incredible guitar strap that'll blow every other guitar strap out of the market okay yeah like a business type yes. thing yeah yeah yep. right um because uh, I don't think I don't put myself in this bracket, but a lot of guitar players use these insanely heavy guitars. They sound great, don't get me wrong, they sound fantastic, but they weigh a shit ton. And then, you know, a lot of my mates have been like, fuck I'm sore, fuck I'm sore. I made this strap that like it's just suspension. Wow. It's it's what, it's about 80, 80 to ninety mil wide. The material stretches, and I know stretchy material has been done before, but this material they use on horses. To keep the jockeys upright. Yeah, like this stuff is insane. Wow. Yeah, this is going to change the game for that. Yeah. So I'll be bringing that out in probably a few weeks. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. it's already it prototypes done. Prototypes are finished. Wow. Um, Does it have a name that or no? No, I'll think of something. Probably Road Rage, some bullshit. <laughs> stra- I don't know, just so if people just keep to the Road Rage page, yeah. they'll yeah. see it? Yeah, 100%. These things are game changing. Yeah, cool. Because imagine like... You've got a guitar, you know, you're doing your solo, your guitar's upright on your leg or something. When you bend a note, the strap helps you bend into the note because it stretches while you're bending. Right. It's incredible. Wow. Like, it helps... It, the more, basically, the more comfortable, the more relaxed you are, the better you're going to play. Yep. Simple as that. Yeah. And this just... Like, I couldn't believe how good this was when we finished it. So... We being who? Uh, me and a mate of mine. Yeah. He's cool. a uh, old colleague. Yep. So, yeah, we put this thing together and it's... I'm hoping it does well because the Les Paul players, the heavy guitar players are going to love this. Especially the bassists. Uh, they don't they got some weight to them, mate. <laughs> Crikey. But yeah, I'm they excited. Heavy stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff I can do with the business and the brand to um, make lots of things, I guess. Cool. Because being a musician, you know, all I'm doing is trying to make things more comfortable for me and that's where the idea came from. Sure. So, um, everything else has been done. I can't do amps. I can't make a guitar, but... You know, when it comes to little, you know, covers or straps or cases, I can do all that stuff. Like accessory type yeah. stuff. But That's yeah, this awesome, strap man. is going to change the game. Oh, I'm well, really excited for it. Cool. I'll keep an eye out for it. And then um, 
you know, maybe another episode we can you yeah. bring one in or something. Yeah, have a crack with it, mate. Have a crack. Crackers. Yeah. I'm a shit guitar player, but that's I'll all right. But you go. know comfort like any other human being. I do know comfort, yes, mm. <laughs> and it's important because, like you said, if you feel comfortable, you'll be able to express yourself. Oh, like exactly. There. And that's the goal at the end of the day to be able to feel like you can express yep. yourself what you want to inside out, exactly and then right. hopefully people connect with that. And this is yeah, I'm excited for this. Um, but um, yeah, you can tell. Look at my face. I know. I can. Rocky. I can see it. Yeah. It's in, it's all in the eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So the last okay. thing I sort of wanted to touch on. There's a lot of stuff I could throw at you, but I want to save some stuff. For yeah. Day. No sweat. Um. Obviously, being a guitar teacher, mm-hmm. like part time or whatever, or casually, what's some advice that you can give? to not just musicians yep. but guitar players as well okay um you know to embodying and taking into account everything you've learned or that you've discovered yeah uh, that you think might help someone sure um we very broad i think learn oh, not even um do what you do make find your bad habits that no one else does because they're your bad habits no one else can do what you do if you do something wrong, work on that to the point where it becomes yours and turn it into a strength because no one else is going to be able to do that. So turn your bad habits into strengths. Making weaknesses. Yes, because no one else is going to have your weaknesses. No, the, the guitar is too broad. Guitar is too broad. You're not going to be able to master everything. It's impossible. There's too much to do. But find what you do well and make it a super strength. Don't mm-hmm. waste too much time on this area that you know you're not amazing at. Like for me, for example, I'm not the best alternate picker. Like, I mean, like I can get away with a few things, but legato, like I'm super strong at that. I put the time into it and I've got all these bad habits that I started on back in the day that I've turned them into techniques that are just so wild and wacky. And, and they all, work. And they work. Well. Yeah, they work really well. And then um, another thing is, especially with solo writing and all that other stuff, I'd say... There is no wrong note. All notes can work. Just resolve them correctly. That's the best way to... That's the trick? Yep. Just resolve your notes correctly. You can play any note you want. Right. That's it. As long as it's... Don't limit yourself to these scales that you've learned. I mean, learn the scales. Use them as a home base. You know, if you get lost, you can come back to your home. But um, find the notes that are in between. Make them work. That's That's it. It's coming from a guy who doesn't just play music in bands, but actually did study music at university and is actually yeah, entitled Mozart. to say that. Yeah. <laughs> bit of Mozart, bit of Bach. Bit of yeah. Mozart, yeah. I liked Haydn the most out of Haydn. classical, to oh, be yeah. honest with you. I hated music history. Oh. <laughs> Worst class. No, but it was interesting, you know. They were like the heavy metal lords of, you know. Of the pre-day. Yeah. The badass back then. Exactly right, mate. So yeah, that's, that's it. Make your strength super strength so that no one else can do. Yeah. That's good advice, man. Yeah. And and you can take that outside of music too. You can apply that to life. That's it. You know, build yourself up, make your weaknesses your strengths. You yeah. Know, all that sort of stuff. Because your weaknesses, no one else is going to be weak like you at that. So no. You've got to make them, make them work. Yeah. That's it. That's the secret. That's it, man. Dig it in and fucking go hard. That's it. Chew, <laughs> chew the shit out of it. <laughs> Sam, do you have any last words? Oh, nah. I'm all right. Sam's just <laughs> enjoying his uh, middle Sam's chill. enjoying uh, a little learning curve in music. 
Yeah, yeah. So, Educational, right? Sure, education. Well, if you are interested in anything Alex has going on, you can go to his Alex Road Rage Richmond. That's a bit of a fucking tongue, tongue twister there. Hey. <laughs> on Facebook, you can see yeah. his page where you can keep up to date with all of his music stuff as well as the new strap that he was talking about. Uh, you can also see facebook.com forward slash Atomic Riot or forward slash, uh, sorry, Google, and then you can go atomicriot.bandcamp.com if you want to uh, maybe get a couple of songs, check out what Atomic Riot's about, hear some stuff. If you haven't heard them before, I strongly suggest you do go check them out if you love hard rock and everything that's to do with that vibe, Absolutely. catchy hooks, you know, passion, enthusiasm, and badassness, if that's even a word. Who gives a fuck? We're making it one. <laughs> and you can also check out facebook.com forward slash espionageband or espionageofficial.bandcamp.com where you can get a copy of their Arrow of Time. I think there was a few left, right? Um, I don't believe there's a small amount left. Small Look, if, amount. if not, just wait for the tour. We'll have some more. Wait for the tour. There you go. You heard it from Alex himself. Sam, Alex. Hey. Thanks, boys. Boy, boy, goon platoon. <laughs> the goon platoon. You heard it here, folks. Thanks for coming in, guys. I appreciate your time. And uh, everyone, if you're trying to do music, don't give up. Keep going for it. Uh, and if you are going to start a band, now is an awesome oh, time to do, do it. We need, we need ears. Come on. The slate's fucking clean, right? Hey, so yeah. use it to your advantage. Get out there. Make it happen. Tommy Rocker, this is your daily afternoon excess. Thanks, guys. Oh,